The first night's the toughest. No doubt about it. They march you in naked as the day you were born. Skin burning and half blind from that delousing shit they throw on you. And when they put you in that cell, when those bars slam home, that's when you know it's for real. Check, check, double check, check. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinated with Films. (laughs) You got something better? It is now. (laughs) It's on the record, man. (laughs) I I don't want to make any more editing for myself than I have to. (laughs) Yeah, what were you just talking about? Oh, yeah. uh, How sad it was. Yeah, how how sad are you, Dave, that uh, Sony and uh, Disney and Marvel Cinematic Universe couldn't come to an agreement, and now there's no more Spider-Man, dude? They'll work something out. I don't think Spider-Man's going away. Well, yeah, he'll be made. He'll be made for crap like Sony. He'll turn. He'll turn into how bad Venom is. Well, that's, that, they'll do a that's why they're going to be excited. But why do, do the, a bad movie? Well, I don't understand why you would. If not I was listening to the fans and do what they want, if I was Tom Holland, I would. Dip. I'd be pissed. I would not continue. They'd he, have to get a new. He Spider-Man. hasn't made a statement yet. Yeah, they'd have to get a new. I'm Spider-Man. sure he's not happy either. I mean, yeah. then again, if he decides to stay on, he might be the only thing that saves that uh, friggin' movie because that, if they turn the new Spider-Man's movie into what Venom's going to become. Uh, even though I have more hope for the second Venom than the first one, because Andy Serkis is directing number two. Was that it was an Avengers movie where I first saw him when Iron Captain Man shows American up? Civil War. Iron Man shows up and gives him the yeah. suit. That's in what? Civil War. Civil War. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked him. Yeah. Yeah. He's really good. No, he was, he's my. I'm not even against superhero movies. I just have very limited time yeah. to watch movies. So yeah. Those are always on the. Well, the, the right. only ones I, I really get excited about. Is anything with Wolverine for some reason? Yeah, yeah. I like that storyline. Absolutely, X Men. I liked a lot of the X Men stuff. Mm-hmm. X Men's um, a franchise that they didn't fuck up. So I mean, for I most people, couple, the Winter Soldier <laughs> was great. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear the rumor about uh, Dead about Black Panther two? No, that because there was a rumor. Apparently, there was a line in the first Black Panther or Endgame. You just rewatch Endgame. So Where they talk, about the they talk about under the under the sea. Yeah, yeah that's going to be Namor. That, that, uh, there's no way that's not going to be Namor. Because Namor is basically the Aquaman of the Marvel Universe, mm-hmm. but he's like a badass character. He's like a really cool Aquaman. Like if Aquaman, Aquaman had been done well. Yeah, if he had done well, <laughs> he would have been Namor. And they, it's almost... No one's coming out and saying it's a guarantee, but they're saying that's what Keanu is going to play. That uh. can't because he would be perfect. If you've ever seen cat? Namor's, uh, no, cat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, cat. <laughs> took me. I, took him a I, was, I was behind the eight ball a little bit on that. <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> yeah, they also uh, announced this week that they're gonna do a Matrix Four. Yeah, I did hear yeah, that. Carrie Ann Moss and Keanu. They are also back. announced. Uh, we'll just open with uh, movie news. Yeah. The, uh, no time to kill. Oh, no time to die. No time to die is the new Bond movie title. Huh. Yeah. So they should have called bond. it. They should have just called it. I ain't got time to bleed. Yeah. I can't, that would have been bleed. so much more relatable. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I had to have Jesse sign off on it. <laughs> but yeah, that's going to be exciting. So a lot of stuff's coming out, and uh, we're only a couple weeks. We're kind of in a dead spot with movies coming. When's out, uh, Three from School Hell? School comes back. Three from mm-hmm. Hell is the sixteenth of September, okay. but uh, the ten days before that is it. Chapter two. Oh, nice. So September 6th, I'm definitely going to go see it. Chapter two. So Hell yeah. If you guys want to go, let me know. I liked Two hours one. and 45 minutes. So I'm down. That's two hours and 45 minutes uh-huh. I can sit through. Uh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you say that now, but you thought that before. If not, you can lock me up. <laughs> 
Uh, Quentin just announced that he had a uh, his wife's pregnant, so that that's scary. His first it, baby. Uh, yeah, really? it, that's scary because it's the it, it might be a sign that oh maybe he is gonna retire because hey. uh, now he's got a kid and it'd be the perfect time. I gotta spend some more time with my fucking family, okay? <laughs> you gotta fucking understand. I don't have time to sit around and fucking do movies all day. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, that was a statement that Justin got from from word, Tarantino himself earlier. Word. That was the recording, actually. Oh, okay. yeah. Also, a great announcement was by Kevin Smith, and it actually spurred me to uh, to immediately get my uh, my cousin on the horn to get me as many collectibles as he could. That uh, Netflix, Mattel. And Kevin Smith are all doing the new Master of the Universe yeah, cartoon. They're going to pick up where right where yeah. number one took off. And I w- listened to a whole pod with all three of them: the ex- uh, Kevin Smith, the exec of, uh, and the exec sound young man. They sound like there might be the exec of like Mattel is like twenty eight or something. And same with Netflix; he sounds super uh, super young. And they're talking about it, and they're super stoked. And they got really great writers. They got Mark Bernardin, who's an awesome I, I think- writer on it. Uh, so I think that's going to be amazing, and they actually got new toys coming out for that that's going to hit the stores in 2020. And I told Eric, I said I gotta because I've been I collect a lot of the old vintage 80s. Those listening don't know, and I'll I've got like a kind of an eBay store where I'll I'll take the figures, I'll kind of uh, uh, I'll complete them with weapons and everything, and I'll I'll sell them on eBay and uh, make money off it. Do you have like a specific link people can go to if they want to buy stuff from you? No, I usually only have like three or four items he didn't at think a time. that far it's ahead. not like a i don't have like a buy i only had no. a platform where i can <laughs> <laughs> like I get my ebay business out <laughs> for free well what i really should be doing is putting like 300 items up for buy it now prices but what i do is i usually put like four or five high ends up for right. auction at 99 cents and but then they take off whatever you probably get more money yeah. on average for the auctions yeah i think so and that, so i snatched up like skeletor figures Plus it's and, like gambling without the, except you the, get to make money. Except you make money. <laughs> you get to see people bidding on it. Yeah. It's fun. I like collecting anyways. If I'm going to collect, I might as well make money off it too. So, yeah. so I got... That's what I said. So I, coming to me in the mail is like Skeletor figures, the Buzz-Off, uh, B-Figure, Hell uh, yeah. Trap-Jaw, Stinkor, remember the... Uh, oh, he was my favorite. Yeah. Like, he was favorite toy. Was he dead? Uh, no, he's not a skunk. No, he was a, he was a he was skunk. skunk. and he had a scent to him. The yeah, you had could like smell a, him. Had and an he, odor he, he smelled like a skunk? He kind of did, actually. He smelled kind of rancid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have the pop, the Funko Pop for him, and I haven't taken it out of the box because it still has the smell. I was like, yeah. I have to keep it in that box. Him and uh, Leech were two of my favorite. Leech? I don't even know Leech. He, he must from the later uh, seasons. I just got Mosquito, though, which is a very high-end toy because he's got a squishy chest with blood uh-huh. behind his chest, so you can squish it, and he's got yeah. that big mosquito thing. So. Yeah. Yeah, Leech had like a suction cup for a face, so you could oh, put him green, on and squeeze. Him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't remember what his name was. Yeah. They have I watched watched the whole documentary on the toys that made us about the the uh, the sixty year old drunk motherfuckers that came out uh, with Master Universe, and they literally say we were at the bar, we were doing shots, and we were like stinkor, <laughs> and they took a shot, and he says, and all these kids are playing with uh, toys that we made up while we were piss ass drunk. It was hilarious. That's a, I'd uh, imagine that happens a lot. Oh. You you would be surprised. A lot of this happens with guys in boardrooms and shit like that, and they're really thinking it over. Masters Universe was the one where it was like these, grassroots. Yeah, it was these maniacs were behind the wheel and they just did whatever the hell they wanted. <laughs> so yeah. Anyways, that's not what we're talking about this week. Oh. I tried to rein us back in and did say you? you could take me to prison and or you oh, could shit, lock I, me up. I, I didn't nobody even noticed. Yeah. <laughs> so today we're so, talking about prison <laughs> movies. So apparently you weren't very effective. <laughs> Be better, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> you ever spent time in a Turkish prison? <laughs> <laughs> like gladiator movie, Jimmy? <laughs> <Yeah>. So it's <laughs> so speaking of what happens in prison. It seems like yeah. an interesting uh, category, but you would it, it's a subgenre that has 
tons of movies. I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds of prison movies out there, and they're all really interesting because it's... TV shows, too. TV shows also, yeah. Like, not only, like... Oz. Not only, I mean, like, Oz and Orange is New Black and Prisoners. Yeah. Not just that, but the investigative oh, yeah. shows about... All the, the law and orders the world, deal with it a little well, bit. Well, the world's toughest prisons. And they oh, have, yeah, yeah. They lock have up. all that. Lock, lock up. is one of them, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't... It makes you... Not want to go to prison. Happy that you don't want to go to prison. You know, I've never been to prison. I have been to jail when I was younger. I went for a, a stupid shoplifting bullshit. You heard uh, it here first. <laughs> you can Justin, never would you like to share? <laughs> I could do an entire pod on the amount of time I spent yeah. in jail. When I, I, was I, have, I avoided jail many a times, uh, but uh, because I was I've a, never been I was to jail. Little, That's good, man. I was a little rambunctious, and I got out of that uh, quickly. It didn't take much after that first time I went to jail. I was like, ah, yeah, I don't need this. Yeah, uh, I it's just, I've bailed a bunch of people. You know, out, yeah. yeah, you know. Okay, Okay, so you've never got the honor of, of yeah of doing that, and so it's like I can guarantee you that you wouldn't like it. You've probably done some illegal things Did once or twice there? in your life, <laughs> but you just didn't get caught. Yeah, of course, yeah. right? Like I, if I had a bourbon <laughs> or too many and got behind the wheel of a car, which you shouldn't do. <laughs> yes, but. I got caught every time. <laughs> yeah, some people have better luck than others. Like, it could be the, called the bad luck. Box. Yeah, well, it's gone now. It's been nine, almost ten years yeah. since I've had any Knock trouble. So, yeah. Yeah. And but it's one of those subject matters that's fascinating to people that either aren't going to go there or have no experience with it or have loved ones that have been there and they're just unsure of how things are. It's it's a fascinating category in movies to watch, to be able to go through and see someone's kind of life, life transformed to what they had before. We, as the U.S., 1% of our pop, adult population is in prison. Yeah. 1%. It. And it's doubled in any other country. Yeah, it's crazy. It's because of all the drug charges, which I think is ridiculous. That's why decriminalizing yeah, pot and getting people out of jail for that. Type any of state that legalizes pot should have to let every non-violent yeah, yep. pot yep. offender out of jail, and they should erase it from the record. It's like yeah. if they made chocolate milk illegal, and then they mm -hmm. went to milk for See, I hate chocolate milk. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it should be illegal. <laughs> I have a wildly different opinion. <laughs> uh, but there's a couple of these movies. I mean, one of them is intensely scary on my list because it's somebody that had that did absolutely nothing wrong nothing wrong and then had to go and do <clears throat> hard labor at a prison and then acclimate himself to it and it's that's probably the scariest of any of my list because a lot of these on my list are like all right these people got into this you know I, yeah you know the no consequences of your actions yeah, that's but what it is you know people getting in prison for stuff they didn't do oh that's oh, horrible man. man i couldn't imagine it or it's one of those things that you uh those people that you know, they get behind the wheel of the car where they shouldn't, and they, they hit the wrong person, and then their life's screwed forever, man. you got to be well, very careful when you're out there. I know somebody that that happened yep. to, and it's, I do too. it's sad. It is um, sad. The, and the, it's so easy to get in trouble. Let's say you go out with a group of five people mm -hmm. and break into somebody's house thinking they're not home. Right. The homeowner wakes up and shoots and kills one of your friends. You and your three other friends yep. get charged with murder. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's... Hey. Uh, hey, I mean, I, it is what it is. Yeah, but you should think about that before you get. That's the public service announcement. I'm yeah. sure there'll be a several. This has been Dave's. <laughs> <laughs> Every year that goes by, I leave my house less and less, and that is the reason. <laughs> <laughs> my girl was looking at, uh, not in that aspect, but my girl was looking through all. I guess because she's 
kind of a uh, she's got her master's in public health and she gets all these emails about stuff that's going on but I, I don't this might even be public knowledge this thing but she gets a weekly report of all the uh stuff that's happened in the restaurants around town oh and, it's public knowledge. And you, yeah. and you wouldn't believe it uh where you're like yep we're just gonna eat at home i just can't eat anywhere yeah anymore because it's like all these list of every week there's like 30 places there was one place this week where roaches were falling down on the inspector why who was there and oh like, my god I was like, yep they shut you down immediately I mean, they shut down the wendy's on newberry road like immediately like everyone get your money back or get the fuck out of the store yeah that happened yesterday Jesus. so i don't know what the hell happened hmm. <laughs> it's crazy but <clears throat> They will put you in prison for that. Yeah, I'm well, saying that uh, right and, now. And the f- <laughs> and the food there sucks too. <laughs> that right there is criminal. <laughs> All right, so yeah, this Squid was a, this was an easy list for me to come off. I it's actually difficult that I had to leave a lot of really good ones off of this because there's just so many movies that kind of involve really great stories. And actually, when I was watching one of these movies, it gave me a, a great idea for a script that I'm going to write uh, later and. Uh, next year or so maybe because it, it sounded like a really great idea and i have to if it's I'd a man in solitary i say that shooting schedule looks great <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll mention it when we come to the movie uh, that i'm talking about where i got an idea for and i think it's a really good and it could be kind of topical right now too let me see your list because so. i just thought of one i'm not going to change my list but <laughs> don't take a my movie yeah let me see what movies you have paul and then i'm gonna i'm gonna pick three of those <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, don't do that. I don't think I can do yours. Right yeah. In fact, do one of yours right now. All right. Do um, one I can't do, just in case you try to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so the first one I'm going to go with is uh, Wesley Snipes and Ving Rames in Undisputed. I had never heard of this movie. Never heard and of I had never watched a trailer. I probably should have watched a trailer beforehand, but uh, I'm kind of interested in just hearing your take on it. How, when did this come out? So this was... Uh, this was post or after tax evasion? <laughs> uh, this was uh, pre-tax evasion. Pre-tax evasion? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, it was 2002 when it came out. How many years did he spend in prison? I, I think even, like four. It was a bunch. Really, was it that? Yeah. yeah. And he was. He like, had to serve all those. Though? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I think he got like fifteen or. 10 yeah. Or 15 no, he got out. He got good behavior. Four. Got it was out in Ocala, so. Yeah. I was gonna say he was right down the road because I remember when he got out. I bet he didn't. Have go visit. I bet he didn't have a hard time. We should have. I bet he like. <laughs> I bet he was. Oh, he had an easy time. Dude, you could have been writing scripts and pitching them to Wesley Snipes once a week. Well, now he's in that. My name is Dolomite. He looks fucking hilarious in that Eddie Murphy movie. Was he in the Expendables? I don't. I don't think he made it in there. I don't think so. Um, but yeah, so I've always kind of thought, and I don't know what kind of basis there is for this, but I've None. always kind of, probably not. I've always kind of <laughs> thought that this was like Mike Tyson's prison story. Oh, really? Um, well, because <gasps> Ving Rames plays the heavyweight champion and he gets sent to prison for rape and like Wesley Snipes, I, I forget what he did. I don't think he was a murderer. Sure this wasn't a documentary. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, and that I mean, honestly, like the dynamic. I thought of, they broke the fourth wall. A lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My style is impenetrable. <laughs> um, you know, and so like Wesley Snipes is the champion in the prison, mm-hmm. and so uh, what's his name, Columbo? He must be huge then in this movie because I. I mean, I mean, even, he's, in, even he's, in Blade... Say the year again? 2002. He's Blade-built. Yeah, know? I guess he's Blade-built. But even with Blade, you know, you forget how big he was because he wore he wore his vest a lot in that right. movie, and you yeah. can hardly tell. Um, now they're going skinny Blade. What's, uh, what's Columbo's name? Peter Falk. Peter. Yeah, he's, he's kind of like... He's in this? He's Wesley Snipes' trainer. Well, that's a little weird. In yeah. prison or outside of prison? In prison. In prison. Yeah, because Vin so Rames... he's prisoner? Yeah. Peter yeah. Falk's a prisoner? Yeah. Damn, how old is Peter Falk in this movie? I mean... He must be like he's Mickey, Mickey age. Yeah. yeah, probably, you know? <laughs> um, and so... You can train... Uh, in so Bing Rames is like the bad guy that he's got to fight against? 
Yeah, so Ving Rhames comes in, he's the heavyweight champion of the world, and Wesley Snipes is basically like, well, you may be the champion out there, but you ain't shit in here. I wouldn't you know? want to fight either I wouldn't of them. say that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. want to fight either of them. Um, well, and of course, you know, when he comes in, when Ving Rhames comes into the prison, you know, within 24 hours, somebody's challenging him, mm. and he just destroys this person, you know, just beats the living shit out of him. I mean, you can't fight a professional boxer. You, you can't. Unless you're tackling them and shit yeah street fight i mean can. like was it you that shared the video of tyson just recently at the bar when he was doing that uppercut yes. to people yeah fast it was i watched that. how fast he was. i he watched was just i think someone just asked him hey can you do some moves and he's no doing that, that was from that it, one uh, of the Ip man movies i think from the one where oh, when he was over there i think they the were he something? was talking with stunt crew okay wouldn't you that throw your arm out Tyson does it. Yeah, the way he, the way he in, uh, locks his arms, you know, he doesn't extend. He just, like, keeps them locked and just does like that. But the uppercut you know, and is just, what is insane. Yeah, the uppercut. Yeah. That uppercut, he missed. He still I has I think he missed best. Sphinx with one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That Not if he had, Sphinx. There was someone he missed. Buster. Probably if he Buster. had hit him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was dumb. He would still be out. He missed Buster (laughs) Douglas like three or four times. That was when he was down. Spinks, he didn't miss at all. He He hit him once, right? Yeah, he hit him once. He was out in a minute and 36 seconds or something like that. For a million dollars. And Spinks won won the... uh, He won the heavyweight. No, he won the uh, the Olympics. Yeah, Yeah, he was the Olympic guy. but you still need to see it, man. Three with Tyson. I know. Just I, that I Tyson really do. There's no prison scenes, scenes in there. Yeah. Well, really. if you've seen the scene, you've seen yeah. it because that's all, <laughs> that's all he's he's not in the movie anymore than that. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I mean, basically, it's it's your run of the mill prison movie. Yeah. You know, you've got your gangs. You've got you know gangs like, in prison. Yeah. You got the drug <laughs> stuff going on. Um, also, uh, rapey. <laughs> yeah. Those are the three big ones. Yeah. Um, are you going to become Beecher or not? Yeah. That's the Oz. Oh, uh, um, also, uh, half of... Uh, y'all remember No Limit? You, the rap group No Limit? It was like Master P yeah, and all of that. So Master P... Uh, yeah, I know you're right. Master P, Silk the Shocker, and C Murder are all in it. Um, Ed Lover. You remember him? Oh, yeah, remember Ed, Ed Lover. Lover. Yeah. Hell yeah. And he, Yo MTV Rap. Yeah. He's, um, he's like the uh, the ring announcer. What the he's hell? He's the comedic relief. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know they had put him in films. I didn't know ever. he was still alive. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, it's it's a fun movie to watch. And it's it's a boxing movie. It's a prison movie. And like, I'm not going to tell you who wins the fight at Dang. the end. Um, but I'm going to have to watch this flick now. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's a good movie. I mean, I like all know. those actors in it, too. Peter yeah. Falk. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Columbo is, plays Mickey. That must have been one of the last movies he did. I don't think he lived much longer after oh, that. I'll also see. check out when he died. So did they? What's great about a lot of these prison movies is they he died in 2011. 2011, shit, mm-hmm. longer than I thought. Uh, but there's always those constants in a lot of these prison movies. You know, you always have a warden. You know, it, you almost can't have one of these without right. a great warden. Yeah, a dick and, warden. Uh, it, it always gives a great opportunity to put a really great character actor or just a really great actor, uh, leading actor in those roles. I think almost all mine have kind of that kind of position by somebody in it. Sometimes it's more glorious than others. The other thing I forgot that they do is uh, they they televise in pay-per-view. The oh, fight. really? Yeah. So it's like a um, running man type of... Uh, right, that, of you know, has on. never been done before. Um, you know, in the movie, not yeah. in, not in you know real life, but uh, probably not in real life. Either. Yeah, in the future, yeah, it would make a ton of money. Oh my yeah. god, oh people my god. are so, so addicted money? to yeah. reality TV. Absolutely, it's like the modern day gladiators. You Yard know? fight at eleven. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm trying to see who the uh, who the warden is. His last name is Arndt, A R N D T. A R N D T. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to find him huh. pulled up on here, but I don't. No, see I don't him. recognize that name. 
Dennis Arndt. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. But uh, yeah, it's a fun movie. Check it out. There's some ass kicking and uh, it's pretty fucking good. Cool. All right, Dave, what you got? You still researching over there? No. (laughs) Well, I actually am because I wanted to see what its budget was. I wanted to put a movie that you guys probably hadn't heard about. I hadn't seen any good movies about this yet. I've saw some TV shows about it, but uh, this movie's called Camp X-Ray. Oh yeah, it's a it's you had about, mentioned it earlier to me. It's but about I, uh, watch your prison camp the mics. We had like and, a slight uh, interference on the last one. No, that's one way. To <laughs> throw my phone on Just the ground. Chuck, screw it. <laughs> I mean, you took it yeah. to the next level. We don't All need right. this anymore. <laughs> Justin, now you throw yours. No. <laughs> no. You want me to break something else? No. no. <laughs> All right, Camp X-Ray. Camp X-Ray. See, that sounds like a kid's movie, man. Yeah, no. You want to go see does. Camp X-Ray? Yeah. Shit, yeah. Follow it up with Camp Zulu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, John Carroll Lynch oh, yeah. is kind of like the doctor commanding officer of... Yeah, see, he, he's screaming. Uh, oh, this is about Gitmo. <clears throat> yeah, Guantanamo oh, cool. Bay. And I couldn't find it because I wanted to. I mean, we hear crazy stories. We did. I guess it's, it's an interesting name, Camp X-Ray, too. To be like that's clear, his nickname. You know? I think. Mm. Yeah. In real life. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. I heard that. I'm pretty sure. So it isn't um, trippy. Kristen Stewart. Who like people Kristen give a Stewart. hard time? I like Kristen Stewart, man. She's a great actress. She's a great actress. I she mean, just, if you're not into the you, Twilight movies, don't watch the Twilight no, movies. Yeah. I mean, she probably got paid people should not so define, much goddamn money. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. People should not define like Robert Pattinson or Kristen Stewart for those two movies. Yeah. I mean, it's they like, were kids and they had a great and it made their career. That those like I like you said, both those actors are really good and have not even come down to do their. Once Pattinson does Batman, no one will even remember him in Twilight. Right, he'll yeah. just be once again another one of the. It's Batman. like who else? Kristen Stewart's there? big it's right like now. It's like Jennifer Aniston. Got a lot of movies. If you hadn't out. seen Jennifer Aniston's movie and you're like, I'm not watching that girl from Friends. Friends sucks. She's great, but she's, she's great in every movie she's in. Yeah, I love her in Horrible Bosses. Horrible yeah, because it's now. such a, a an outlandish role for yeah. her to play. You know, Kristen Stewart's <laughs> got a lot of good movies uh, or interesting movies coming out too because she's got the Charlie's Angels coming out and she's got that underwater, underwater the underwater movie. I, I didn't. That, I, it looked all right. I, I it looks like one of those movies. More. It looks like one of those movies when I watch a trailer that it could be good, could be bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll have to find because out. Because it kind of has that. I like that Vincent Cassell is in it, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it, it could be like uh, an old school throwback to like Leviathan. That's kind of yeah. That's kind of what something. I felt. It just like. depends where they go with it. But I do like her, so we'll see. And she was good in this, you said? She was good in this. She played an MP, an army MP, and she pulled this duty in Guantanamo. So you see her as she she gets there. She was based on a true character? I don't know. I don't know. Um, It's probably best if they're doing this movie to say that it was not based on actual Um, It didn't show a lot of the salacious things that you were wanting to see, like prisoners peeing on things. Or like... Uh, in leashes, the leap it, they didn't show that. They didn't show like waterboarding. They showed. They well, showed. What did res- they show? <laughs> they showed restraints. They had a crazy scene where someone threw a whole fucking cup full of shit on her, uh. like, all over the front of her. So basically, it was her interaction. She was the prisoners are on twenty four seven watch. Every three minutes, they're checked yeah. on. So they basically just walk around the block looking in the windows to make sure because. And they, the only thing they say, were concerned about. Probably too pretty for that job, you know. Yeah, she wasn't in this movie. <laughs> not, she really they, they really had her played her. Yeah, yeah, they downplayed her and gave her like she's like very plain Rough. looking. Yeah, um, but she ends up befriending one of the prisoners, like sort of like has a conversation and finds out. Was you he know, famous? No. Um, 
he he's done a bunch of movies, but I never recognized okay. him. But he was super good. Yeah. So the basic of the movie was just a relationship movie, like like it's not like a relationship relationship, not relationship relationship, but a friendship. Yeah. But it was just basically their friendship. She her sergeant tries to like have rough sex with her, and she throws him off, and then she reports him, and then he gets her back by pulling shit on him, and then it's it was just kind of like a slice into the what went on just in this one little pot, and mm. we're. We're seeing her relationship, but we we eventually get to see that he, he he's coming close to being put to death type of no, thing. Or no, no, yeah. and I mean basically, it, it, she rotates out, and he was going to kill himself mm. because basically they're walking around the cell making sure they don't kill themselves. They don't care about anything else. Huh? Like they didn't want them to die. She's there. on like a watch then. Basically, Every, twenty everybody there is on a watch. Yeah. All prisoners are watched. That's crazy. Twenty four hours, seven days a week. Yeah. Lights stayed on. I'm sure they stayed close to the conditions that they had to yeah and it seems shitty i mean oh yeah yeah no gitmo is not a place you want to go <laughs> yeah, that's what i hear like, and I, yeah i no, wouldn't be the surprised pl- the place you don't know about exactly that's no, what i mean place, no the, the place that you actually don't know about right yeah that, has a name, that happens after guantanamo <laughs> yeah, yeah. well and that's it's why they ship in the middle of the caspian sea or something yeah. it has no name <laughs> right yeah. it has no name yeah <laughs> you ever watch uh and this is going way off topic but uh blacklist i have never seen it no. oh, it's I really see. good I don't like a lot of those network ones. They just the writing. <clears throat> that one is good. good. That one's good. Yeah, it makes me think of like uh, because there was a lot of great, and I have one of them on here. But there's there's a lot of sci-fi prison movies out there that are really good. Like No Escape is one of them that I don't have on here. The Island was an, another one that with uh, Ewan McGregor and Scarlett Johansson, where they had to escape from that uh, island prison and then get out of there. And, would the cell be cons- uh, not not the cell? No, would no. Cube be considered? Cube's a definitely movie? a prison movie. Definitely. Yeah. If you want to make a switch to it, uh, but yeah, I have one of the uh, the sci-fi ones. Uh, well, why don't you tell it to us oh, right now? I, it was my number three, but I'll jump it down. Yeah. <laughs> I love this movie. This was a great. This was by the great Stuart Gordon, who uh, has been sounds familiar. Stuart Gordon <laughs> is a uh, indie sci-fi uh, horror director on the kind of same level as like maybe even a little under uh, Romero. It's always been kind of on the fringe, but. Uh, Horror fans know him really well because he did Reanimator, The Bride of the Reanimator, Beyond Reanimator. Reanimator. He also did, um, what was the other one? Uh, that Society movie, which was the body horror movie. This one was called Fortress, 1992s. I was obsessed with this movie. This was when Christopher Lambert was huge. The Highlander? Uh, the Highlander, yes, <laughs> indeed. And <laughs> So what's going on in this movie is it, it's a futuristic <laughs> movie where you're not allowed to have more than one kid. And at the very beginning of the movie, it's Christopher Lambert going through, like, they have, like, a detector that the woman will pass through. And if she's, like, pregnant, uh, they'll arrest you and they'll put you in prison for, like, 15, 20 years. Uh, So you better not try to sneak a kid uh, past. So right when they get through, they she's wearing something that's supposed to protect her from um, being x-rayed. And it, it, it... it goes bad, and her and Christopher Lambert got uh, split, but Christopher Lambert's completely fine with it because she kind of gets away. Mm-hmm. And they immediately show him being transferred to this prison, and it was this badass futuristic prison run by Red Foreman. Uh, of the, course. The, oh, shit. the great Kirkwood Smith. Uh, Dumbass. Who, who was really great in this movie. <laughs> and this was, like, uh, obviously, it was 92, so it was, like, five years after RoboCop, and I loved him in RoboCop. We uh, didn't know the Red Foreman of... Went until later on. Yeah, our didn't. first impression with him was always, always like yeah. a crazy a villain, yeah. villain, crazy maniac. Yeah, and 
this was a great movie because you, you're following Christopher Lambert around, and they once he gets there, they have this place for him to stick his head. Do you either have seen this movie? No. no? Oh, man, no. this movie's so good. Uh, so Christopher Lambert sticks his head in this machine. Like one of those things at the beach where you can be the muscle man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not as good. <laughs> so a machine right in front of him forces his mouth open, Whoa. and it injects Whoa. this what? Uh, then injects this like silver ball into his stomach. And at that point, the prison can control, they call it the intestinator. And they have like three stages. Where I remember you saying something about one this of them before. will will just drop you to your knees, and you'll have the worst stomach ache in the world. Ugh. The second one will get to the point where you think your 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 stomach's going to explode, and the third one is just boom, your stomach explodes. Ugh. And they show it happen several times, just boom, stomach Ugh. explodes right out of you. That'd be terrible, uh, shit, dude. Way to die, man. They Literally. also have uh, the cells have this like laser kind of barrier, and uh, right when they push you into the uh, the cell. And uh, the laser barrier goes up, and at one point, someone's like, don't pass that barrier. He said, what happens? And they threw something out, an alarm went off, and it just fries. So they know, and so don't even slip or right. fall out that barrier. You're screwed. And what makes it even worse is they go to his cell, and he's got... He's got like five cellmates. The immediately when they show up, they're like, "No, we are full here." And they were like, "You have no choice." And they throw them in there, so they, they're like sleeping on the floor. So you got Christopher Lambert. You got a super young Christ, uh, Clifton Collins Jr. It's like the first thing I ever saw him, and that's the guy from uh, Traffic. It's the one they tortured with the the pepper okay. in his uh, in his nose, and then he went on to do uh, that Mike Judge extract. He was great in the extract. He's the one who lost his testicle in the extract. Uh, but you also got the great Tim Towles from Henry Portrait of a Seal Killer. He was also in uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. He uh-huh. was the sheriff that got shot in the head uh-huh. by Mother Fly- Firefly. And uh, you've got the great Jeffrey Combs who played the mad scientist in Reanimator. He had, in this movie he had Coke glasses and like uh, long ass hair. He was also great in the Frighteners. He was the crazy motherfucker that was searching for him in the Frighteners. Uh, he always plays yeah. this weird, crazy, off the wall. I character. love him in that. Yeah, and I love him in everything. And he played the tech guy. In Frighteners was was the Michael J. Fox yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that in a while. So good, it's man. so good. I haven't either, but yeah. I, I need to watch yeah, it. It's really it's good. So damn good. And it's Peter Jackson, the Lord of the Rings guy that directed it. So it was like early on in his career when he was actually branching out to do cool stuff like that. Well. What was great about this is right when he got in there, he realized that he's he's just getting the kind of the uh, the lowdown right now of how many levels are in the prison. He realizes the women are on the top two floors. There's the uh, the warden, Red Foreman, uh, Kirkwood Smith, and uh, you realize certain uh, at a certain point, Christopher Lambert realizes his wife didn't get away and she is in the prison herself. And eventually, Kirkwood Smith like brings her into his like uh, uh, kind of. I guess apartment that he's got there and she's like living with him and everything so she gets special treatment and everything mm-hmm. so the whole thing he's just trying to escape <laughs> and he gets in this fight with this huge guy do you remember the scene in Reanimator where they reanimate the biggest guy mm-hmm. in the world and they end up having to put that uh, that cranium drill through his chest yeah, when yeah. he's massive and he's like running around completely naked he plays the guy that he has to fight and uh, typical and they, <laughs> they fight each other almost to the death and uh the other guy gets intestinated. They just blow his stomach out and everything. And when his stomach blows out, Christopher Lambert goes to the ground and grabs the sphere in his hand. And he mm. brings it back to his cell and he gives it to Jeffrey Combs. Jeffrey Combs is like, this is what I did on the outside, man. I, know I can I can take these bombs apart. I can put it back together. No problem. He says, I'm going to figure out how to disarm this stuff. And then we're going to figure out how to get him out of our stomach. And yeah. then we're going to get the fuck out of here. Hell yeah. And everyone's on board. Even Tim Tiles, who's kind of the angry motherfucker. in the, His uh, security lacks outside of these little balls. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, because it's every they got drones going around with like the eye in the sky type of thing that keeps track of people and automated voices and everything. And at some point, you find out that Red Foreman's like he's like a cyborg. At some point, you see him hooked up to this machine, and he's like getting all this kind of uh, huh. energy from it and everything. So you could tell that this like this uh, extraterrestrial kind of element going on. But favorite scene in the movie for sure is where Jeffrey Combs has been working with this sphere for a while, and all of a sudden he. Uh, he takes a magnet that he gets and he puts it on his stomach and he like holds his hands out and everything and every uh, one's like, what are you doing? It long like, to figure he's out. He's like, oh, wait, man. I, it's metal in my <laughs> body. I can see where it is. <laughs> well, he puts the magnet on his stomach and then and drags he it drags it up. Uh-huh. And he's like, I'm not going to say this ain't going to be painful and everything oh, and who fuck. knows if you're going to even be able to die from it. And Tim Towles is like, do it to me. Yeah. I want you to do it to me. So he just, it's a great scene where he's just pulling it up and he gets to his esophagus and he gets stuck. And he, Tim Tell starts puking all this foam up and everything. And he's like, he's choking. They like Heimlich him and then boom, the thing popped out and they're like, oh shit. Yeah. And they're like, all right, who's next? Yeah. And they all end up doing it. And at one point, there's a really great scene where they took all five of the spheres and they put it next to the tunnel that, uh, that they knew that they could get out through. And they, they pulled this fake fight where Tim Towles is beating the shit out of Christopher Lambert. Christopher Lambert beats the shit out of uh, Jeffrey Combs to the point where they know the warden is going to uh, uh, intestinate all of them. And so he pushes the button and explodes all their intestinators, but they're not in their stomachs. So right. they're by the tunnel, and the tunnel explodes. And they're like, let's go. Hell yeah. They all go out, and it's it's just great prison escape movie. I love the kind of high end sci fi that was added to it. It was super, super fun. Also, a hard movie to find, but it was, uh, it was a big sci fi movie in the 90s. One of the last Christopher Lambert movies, really. I mean, is he that, dead? Uh, no, Christopher Lambert, I think he's alive. He's uh, the last thing I saw him in probably was Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat one or two. The Highlander. Uh, he's the, like a Frenchman playing a Scotsman who meets. Well, he was Sean Connery who plays a Spanish. Person. I think he was from Switzerland. I think he was born in like the states, but then he moved like when he was one years old with his parents to like Switzerland. So that's why he has that kind of thick accent and everything. But he was good. He was one of those actors that was good for what they put him in, you know? He's a French actor and he's still alive. Still alive. All right. Um, so this one is, it's weird to qualify as a prison movie. No shit. But it's a prison movie. Um <laughs> So it's this is a guy who tried to put primal fear on here, man. <laughs> hey, that was you know he was in a cell. They let mind. him out to come he, see his lawyer every day. You know, I, I gotta say, two if pods, there's no warden in it. <laughs> two pods ago, I said I was gonna do that movie, and you said, "Oh yeah, that's great. You should put that on your list." Well, then if you can so, go back and pull that audio, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll back I, you. I don't remember that. I don't remember that. It's it's there. It's there. <laughs> but that's it's not, in the pod. But the, yeah, <laughs> but that's not what we're talking about. Um, so this is escape plan. Which I've talked about before. I always assumed this was a. I'd never seen it, so I would not have known it's it was. It's a prison movie. But it's Escape Plan number three. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Why number three, Justin? Um, because Dave Bautista's in it. So uh, I, I've seen one. It recently two. came out, didn't it? Who doesn't it like, like this guy? Dude, he's just raise man. your hand if you don't like this guy. Uh, Dave, put your hand down. Nobody's raising their <laughs> hand. Well, I can tell you, too, this is what's an interesting thing about T- Batista. Is my cousin is a huge wrestling fan. Not as much now, but he was the biggest wrestling fan you'd ever met when you were younger. He could tell you what these guys were doing in real life. Uh, and I got out when, after like WrestleMania 10. And he he was went still to a there. few Oh, he went to a events. bunch. He went to WrestleMania. He's been to a whole bunch of them. And he, recently he's out. But he was watching when Batista was a wrestler, and he hated him. He's like, I can't stand Batista. And he was avoiding movies for a long time 
time because Batista was in it. Really? And now he fucking loves him. Uh-huh. He loves him because of the uh, the Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. He didn't like him because of his wrestling persona. Yeah, he was like it's similar to the Rock. A lot of people they didn't signed, like the Rock. They assign you those personas. Yeah. Or yeah. you well, well, cultivate you, he, he them. Cultivates yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, and also, uh, kind of out of well, nowhere, Stallone's in this too, right? Is that the oh one? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Stallone's the main character, um, Devin Sawa. Oh, Devin Sawa. Yeah, dude. Like from, I, uh, Final uh, Destination. Yeah. and uh, Idle, Idle Hands. Um, that's SLC him right Punk. there, dead center. Yeah, yeah and in SLC Punk, that's he's like, Punk. I'm fucking homeless now. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that great? I'm homeless. Like, oh, my God. mom got turned into a bull. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you okay. Too much acid. So, in Escape Plan Number One, um, what's the guy's name that plays Private Pile in? Uh, D'Onofrio. Yeah. Okay. So he's he turns out to be kind of a bad guy, and <laughs> and Stallone yeah. Stallone kills him basically by putting him in a car in a shipping container on a barge and just sending him across the ocean just to die in there with no food or water. Killed the kingpin, man. Right. So Devin Sawa is his son. So he comes... Is Devin Sawa, like, big now? Dude, I I mean... He's bigger. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, it was hard. It it was his eyes. I I could see his eyes. Like, I know this guy. I have seen him, uh, photos of him and stuff, but I didn't realize he... Yeah, I mean, like... He's big enough to... You know, that's what he's looking like yeah, now. Yeah, that's what um, like. So they... they it's like ki- a poor man's Aaron Paul. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aaron Paul's a midget. Aaron Paul's the poor man Aaron Paul. <laughs> <laughs> well, he just joined Westworld now, so he's going to get bigger. So um, he kidnaps this, like, tech mogul's daughter. Um, this, And I think he's, like, Chinese. I'm not sure if he's Japanese or Chinese. I think We're he's still Chinese. talking the first one? No, no, no. This okay. is three. Okay. I was just referencing one because yeah. D'Onofrio died in one, and this is his son. Well, two and three, they were about, they're all prison movies. They're, they're all, all about different movies. So what it is is Sylvester Stallone has made a living of breaking out of prisons. Okay. Like, he goes and he tests security. Oh, That's I remember okay. seeing the trailer for this. The first one's really good. Yeah. Um, like, surprisingly good. It's him and Schwarzenegger and, How's you know. How's the second one? It's pretty good. It's not as good as the he's first one. Too, yeah, doing the same thing. It's not as good as the third yeah. one. Um, the but third, that's what he's doing in, the, in all of them. He's he's going into prisons right. undercover just to, except like, for, sneakers style. Right, yeah. except, well, no, no, no. He's, he goes into prison as As a inmate. prisoner, yeah, yeah. but he's and, really a contractor. Right, and he finds Does his way out. Does the warden know he's in there for that reason, or no? No one knows. <laughs> the warden's supposed to know, but he doesn't. Yeah. And so, because it turned, that's in one though. It turns yeah. out to you got to have at least dogs. three people on the by outside the that t- knows this is going on. Because if you don't, they right. can just leave your ass there. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. By the second um, one was he's, he's like, I'm telling you, I want you to know that I'm going in this. Time. Yeah, yeah. Um, they had like a, a an evac code, um, but in the third one. Devin Sawa kidnaps this girl and yeah. takes her to an old prison. In, it's like an old Russian prison. Um, and actually, it's the same prison that they did Shawshank Redemption in. Okay. Um, but in Shawshank Redemption, they never did any shots on the actual inside of mm-hmm. the prison. So this is what it actually looks like. Okay. Dude, it's dark in there. Like, yeah. it's messed up. A lot up. of those old abandoned, like, schools or prisons. Yeah. I mean, they could be creepy, man. Um, Factories. So he has Take to... Care. Daycare. <laughs> <laughs> Abandoned daycares are the creepiest, man. Oh, dude. And that in amusement parks. Yeah. Um, so he has to break into this prison because not only did they kidnap um, this tech mogul's daughter, they also kidnapped his girl. And, like, you know, it's the whole role Whose of girl? Stallone's, Stallone's girl. Um, and it's like, you know, the guy's got to go and save the girl and get her back yeah. and everything. But Devin Sawa fucking kills her. Oh. Like, there is no getting her back. And I, I totally would watch this now that I know he's in it. Dude. 
the the plot line is iffy, like yeah. you know, because it's just it's the third of a yeah, a, yeah. an escape of, plan. Of movie. Um, but me once, yeah, me twice, <laughs> one more time. Yeah. Um, but Batista is one of his friends who you know just kind of like helps him out. They help each other Stallone's out from time to time. Stallone. Yeah, uh, Stallone's friends. Um, and there's an interesting scene in the movie where Batista fights this giant dude. And, um, dude, he's like bigger (laughs) than Batista. So I ended up watching the special features on it and it's actually his stunt double. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's like his stunt double on every movie. So he got him a role in this and they fought each other. You know, it was a really good scene. Um, sounds like once upon a time in Hollywood. It's true. mm, (laughs) Never saw that. I couldn't tell you anything about it. Um, it's just blocked out of my memory. Um, but can't wait till the best of 2019. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, we'll let you take that since you've seen it. <clears throat> the final, the final kind of battle um, between Stallone and Sawa, dude. I'm watching. <laughs> that just it. sounds crazy. I know, I know. <laughs> um, well, and the thing is, is like Stallone just fucking beats his ass. I mean, like, he doesn't. Once Sawa's in there, more like does he have a? He's got he, guns. Yeah, and he's, he's got, got guns soldiers and stuff, and like, stuff that. like, so like that. He wasn't intending to hand hand no, combat no. anybody. No, and I mean. Stallone just throws him around a concrete room like for like a full two and a half Anton minutes. From yeah, like, I mean. um, and I mean, and again, I watched the special features, and Stallone was so excited about that scene because look, he said that kid took an ass beating because like mm. he really did just kind of like beat the shit out of him for like two minutes because yeah. he said they didn't rehearse. I would it let once. him do that to me if we uh, he puts me in his movie, right? Hey, he said we didn't rehearse it once. We went in, we did the whole scene, you know, and we just ad libbed it. And he's like, I like, and there's there's a part where you can see Stallone push him into the corner of the room. And Stallone puts almost everything he has huh. behind it. And Sawa hits that wall, and you just know, like... How old is Stallone? He's in his 60s, He's got to right? be close yeah. to 70, I think. Did he direct this? Um, I'm sure he probably... Or, no, he he had he wrote it, but he had a I friend wonder direct if he it. he directed the first one. Uh, because Stallone does direct a lot of his stuff. Uh, and we're only, like, three weeks away he's from... 73. The, uh, 73. What? Yeah. That is insane. Yeah. We're only, like, three weeks away from Rambo. I know. They just released a new trailer, and I refuse to watch it. Yeah, I'm not I'm, I'm all about watching that first trailer. That first trailer made it look just like a Logan to me. You know, it was yeah. very Logan. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm I hope excited I look to see it. as good as he does in 27 years. Yeah, dude, that's insane, yeah. man. And he doesn't even look that good. He just, I mean, he, he looks he's, good he's, for 73. For, he looks for rough, good. for a rough kind of guy. I mean, think he, of all this shit he's done. You know, he's done steroids. Oh yeah, that's all. Oh I'm yeah, saying. absolutely. I mean, but if he didn't do steroids and everything, he'd be, he'd look that much better. He probably has <laughs> to do more now because, like, when you get older, everything starts to sag. So he's probably like tripled up on his doses and just works out Maybe. 19 hours he's a day. Spread rumors and shit. I'd say <laughs> if you want to send your send your you wanna, lawsuit against us, <laughs> just put Justin in care of. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I'll have um, to go through those movies. I just bought uh, the first John Wick movie, and I just got it in the mail. Oh, so nice! I'll definitely be walking, going through those, especially since the third one's about to come out. Yeah, they're good. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as the, they're, I think they're all available on Netflix, right? The Escape Plans. I think that's I'm where I had sure. seen their, them listed. So uh, I got, I saw them all off of Redbox. Okay, um, but yeah, <laughs> Redbox. And that third one just came out. Yeah, I think it was just like a year ago, maybe last year. It was. It was like 2019. That. Oh, it was 2019. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, should've, that's this year. Should have put it on your. Should have <laughs> put it on your end of the year pod, but well, too late. Well, you know, you still can. Yeah, I might. If he wants to be boring, <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> All right, Dave, what do you got? Um, he mentioned the prison. This is one of my favorite prison movies of all time. You got Shank Redemption. That, that, that's not right. going to be your number one. <laughs> I, I don't. My numbers aren't. No, they're, they're not. Numerical. No. Yeah. No. 
This is probably the best. This is probably one of the. I think it's the number one rated movie on IMDb. Really? Yeah. yeah. Of all time. Of all time. Wow. I, and it's one of the best movies ever made. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. People that don't even like my, my wife loves this movie. She doesn't like movies. It I was mean, she, 15, I don't know how. It was fifteen years after it came out that I knew that Stephen King wrote it. Like, yeah, Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. It was in the book Different Seasons, mm-hmm. which also included The Body, which is what uh, included two other major movies. I don't know what the fourth movie was in there. but More of his movies but, get made than don't. Oh, yeah. But Different Seasons <laughs> Different Seasons had Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption, which is what, obviously, Shawshank Redemption was based on. It had Out Pupil, which was obviously which is a, creepy a, fucking a great movie. fucking movie. <laughs> and then the third one was uh, Stand By Me. It was called The Body. Never heard oh, of it. Oh, wow. Yep. And it was uh, really fantastic. I know so. the song. This was... The great Frank Darabond <laughs> is what made this movie great. You have two Frank Darabond movies on your uh, on your list I'm here. I'm sure I do. The, they, both, the, they have that same yep, feel to the them. The best adapter of any Stephen King material is, is always Frank Darabond. I don't know why they're not letting him do great a whole bunch of stuff. Great storytelling. Yeah. Amazing. Just the flow of the entire movie. Stephen King, man. And a lot of that was perfect. made up. The, the, the Still, book was, the book was completely different. Then uh, it was a novella, first of all, so it was only a couple hundred pages. It dealt with a little bit here and there of what was going on, but the plan that he hatched and how they kept it secret till the very end. Like, remember, they thought he was going to commit suicide. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the way that was done, where he was stealing the shoes and he making was deposits under his fake name, but it had the name attached to him. And it, it was the way it was told too to the audience because they he was not only fooling the warden, he was fooling the audience. The yeah. audience didn't even realize what was going on. I love the way that they they told it. They showed they showed the poster being How ripped many, apart, and then they took us back. You know, what, when he said. I used to when Morgan Freeman narrating. I mean, anytime you can get Morgan Freeman yeah. to narrate, this, num- that was number like one his... rated movie on all. Yeah, it won. Uh, damn it, Andy won. used to say it would take a man a hundred years to dig out of here. Mm-hmm. He did it in like fifteen or something or like I, that. I, I, that's what I was trying yeah. to figure out, so I could figure out yeah. how long he was in there. Crawled through. Uh, so half I won't a mile give you the snaps. So if you haven't seen this movie, go watch the movie. Yeah, I, we have to go with the assumption that everyone's seen this. Movie. I would. Let's imagine. talk some beautiful cast in this movie, though. The great Tim Robbins, which took he was already pretty famous in Hollywood. This took him next level, where yep. he, everyone's grandmother knew he was. Morgan Freeman took his career to the next. I level. I think this was the first time uh, he ever narrated a movie. It could have been. It could I'm have been the first sure time he did it. William Sadler. Uh, William Sadler, yeah. the, the great character actors in this. The uh, Gil Bellows. fucking uh, great. The yep. Warden was great. Ben, uh, he was his evil. Name. Absolutely. He was really yeah. good. Oh, Clancy the, Brown. Clancy, I was going to say. One of Clancy Brown's best <laughs> flicks, man. Dufresne's about to have an accident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he he should have phrased that I'll throw you off this roof. I shit you not. Oh, man. When they were tarring that roof. Do you trust your wife? Do you trust your wife? Uh, what? Oh, man. Say it different. I can save you a ton of money. Yeah, right? Yeah, what were some of your favorite scenes in this movie? Let's just talk favorite because we know this movie pretty well. My favorite out. scene in the whole movie is when uh, the warden goes to Elvis mm-hmm. and says, "Hey, remember Elvis had heard a story Elvis. about Elvis was the kid that came in that yeah. called him Elvis in the movie." Yeah, his nick- I'm nickname sure. is Elvis. Yeah, I never knew that. Gil Bellows. Yeah, yeah, and so he uh, he was in a different prison, and someone had copped to. Dufresne's murder to right. him. Yeah. Like, told him the whole story. Yeah. Remember? His I, old cellmate. Yeah. Yeah. I killed this tasty bitch and the husband yeah. got blamed on it. Yeah. And so he told Andy Dufresne that. Andy Dufresne was like flipping this, out. This could get me off. Yeah. So he went to the warden and the warden, remember the warden took Elvis outside and he's, he gave him a cigarette and was being nice to him. Yeah. He's like, if, if I brought you in court, would you swear 
that what you said is true, and he's like, just give me that chance. Yeah. And you see the warden put his cigarette out, and Glance he just up. lifts his head and puts his head down, and you see Clancy Brown standing in the in the tower, tower. and boom, blows, yep. kills him immediately. Crazy. Whoa! Yeah. That was my favorite scene. How yeah. about you? What's your favorite? Um, I think the scene where um, they're like basically about to rape him, and he has oh, the yeah. screwdriver oh, to yeah, his yeah. ear, yeah. and he just like very quick wittedly. The guy from Aliens. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Was with Vasquez. Yeah. He was that guy. Um, Doesn't he tell him about like bite pressure? Yeah. yeah that's he what says it was. he <laughs> says like you know it's been proven that if you know the brain is punctured the jaw clamps down and it will not release yeah. and da 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 da. Anything like, you put in my mouth you ain't getting back. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, I I just I like. I love how quick-witted he was to get him. Because yeah. he was, you know, he was the smartest guy in there, but you know? On on paper, and even when he was going in there, you know, the whole new fish stuff, you were like, man, yeah. this, this guy's not going to last, yeah. too. Well, and they and, were, remember, they were betting cigarettes on who was going to yeah. kill themselves in the first 24 oh, yeah. hours. And, and I, I have a movie that's, uh, that's similar to this in that way. If you're going to do it, if you're going to kill yourself in prison, do it in the first 24 Yeah, for <laughs> yeah. sure, yeah. Well, I have a movie on here that has that similar kind of style where it took one old school con to take that young school con under his arm to help him out and show him how things are. I mean, that has to be the reason. That has to be the thing in prison. Well, I think that's what everyone wishes, too. If they have to go to prison, that you're going to fall into a group of people that are going to respect you, that aren't going to rape you, that are going to show you how to survive in there. (laughs) Usually you just get raped. Yeah. Yeah. You may hope that that happens, but that ain't what happens. No, usually. The problem is, is there's, there's gangs in yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, you're either going to so have to go to the weird... The thing is... You're either going to have to be the outcast or you're going to have to you know? be a white supremacist. Yeah. 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 And, I mean, who want, that's, and who wants to yeah, be, be one of that? It, it, no, you don't want that. Wasn't it... I mean, this was back in like the 50s, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I mean... Even probably the 40s. Right. So, you know, of course there was racism and stuff like that, but there was not the gangs and stuff like that that there are today. Like, it's a completely different fucking society. I think my favorite scene is probably when he locked the guard in the bathroom and put the music on. Oh, yeah. And just that sat back good. and enjoyed the hell out of it yeah. as he, they're, like, beating down the door and he's just, he knows he's going to get taken away, man. Yeah. I mean, that and the, obviously, when they take us back after they have, one of the best shots in any movie is from the tunnel mm-hmm. outwards yeah. where you see the warden yeah. rip off the poster. Oh. He looks and Clancy Brown's there and then you see Morgan Freeman his head pop into frame. Nope. Yeah. The oh. best part of that whole scene you left out is when he throws the piece. Yeah, the chess piece. You yeah. hear tink, it go. Tink, tink, clink, yep. clink, yep. clink, clink, clink. Oh. Yeah. The music, Frank Darabont, really rocked this fucking movie, man. And I think uh, when Morgan Freeman says, let's be honest, how often do you look at a man's shoes? Like, that line right there is such a good line. Like, this movie didn't win any Oscars either. It, it was nominated really? for seven Oscars. Really? Okay, it was, it was nominated. What you know it? why? 94. 94 was Pulp. Pulp Fiction. It was also Forrest Gump, and Forrest Gump oh. destroyed him. Yeah. It Jedi. was one of those years. <laughs> jumped up and bit me. There's some years where the movies are like money. are garbage, where you, it, if one movie was a year later, it would have ruled the entire uh, Oscars. Yeah. It didn't. That, this was one of those things. Where that was Frank Darabont probably uses that as an opener. Yeah. Pulp Fiction right. was lucky to squeak by with best screenplay, because mm. uh, that could have easily gone to Forrest Gump yeah. or to Shawshank, and... I mean, it's crazy. It's one of those crazy ass years. I always remember '94 because it was one of those. That and the the two other years I remember is whatever year, um, 
Silence of the Lambs was because Silence of the Lambs took everything. 90. And uh, it was close. It was like 92 maybe or 93. <coughs> and the Dances with the Wolves year is where they ruled You know, I tried to find that the other day to watch it. Which but one? I couldn't. Dances with Wolves. I'll find you a copy. Because it's been a long time since I had seen it. I'll find you a copy. And I remember liking it. They're about to start the book sale again in October. So They're going to come out with a Funko Pop for... I don't know. I'm just fucking around. <laughs> for, <laughs> for Dance with Wolves? Yeah, absolutely. It's going to have a little thing. It's going to say Tatunka. Tatunka. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, if you haven't seen Shawshank, I mean, it's just, it gets better every viewing. It never, it never fades. You know, it's yeah. one of those fantastic movies to watch all the time. What's the, what's the guy's name um, who hangs himself? Uh, Brooks. Yeah. Brooks was here. That was a great scene. Yeah. Oh, it was man, sad. It was a sad scene. That it was sad, but it was where great. They showed yeah. What most cons probably had to deal with. You yeah. know, they had those. 10 jobs oh, that they're yeah, all yeah. set to put you in and you remember he was talking about I'm not used to having asked or I'm too used to asking to take a piss yeah. or everything like that and it was it was brutal that guy was great in it though. yeah anything else no no you it was summed awesome. it up perfectly yeah. <laughs> not buying me anytime okay <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for a hand on a roll man. <laughs> <laughs> there you go <laughs> All right. I, I can't say enough. If you have not seen this movie, you don't have to like prison movies. If you've gotten to no, this far in the pod, you probably like prison movies. Yeah, right? <laughs> I would be surprised to find a lot of people that haven't uh, done it and or uh, watched this movie. It being the number one movie in IMDb, I mean, you know, You should almost start there and yeah. watch the first 20. I mean, it's not... It's not a bad idea, you know. There's movies on there for that purpose that they're they're gonna be good. Movies What's the to watch. oldest movie on there? The oldest? Yeah. Oh, on I the mean, top ten. On the top ten? I don't know. You'd have to look it up. It's weird. It's probably not what you That's think what it was. That's what I was trying to get you to do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Justin, well, probably I'll not just, what you right, think let's it would see look. Here. Uh, because you think of what the big old school like movies Casablanca would be. Casablanca would be on uh, there. Gone uh, with the Wind. No, uh, the one. Ah, oh, what the hell? The one. Citizen Kane. Yeah, Citizen Kane. Guarantees is Kane's on there. Top 10. I don't know. It's a lot of things Top you don't 10. expect it to be. It's just whoever's rated. You can play along at home, too. Everybody pick your own. And Starting see with number 10. Oh, you do have them? Okay, I cool. got it right here. 1951's The Day the Earth Stood Still. Yeah. Awesome movie. Uh, 1948's Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein. So weird that's on there. I love it. Frankenstein. 1941, The Wolfman. 1935, Bride of Frankenstein. Wait, geez. is this the right list? You, is it this says the top, top 100 ten? classic movies. Oh, that's classic. Oh, well, oh, I think that somebody made that list. It, it's I want to know the top 10 IMDb movies of all time. Let's see if it'll let me go to it. We're using time. a bunch of union time for this, but <laughs> I think the people at home want to know this at this point. Yeah. Oh, this is good stuff right here. Let me go. Here we go. These are the top 250 as rated by uh, users. I think you but just. But we're went. only going to do 10. All right, so and I'll just yeah, I'll just rattle off the top ten. So number one, Shawshank Redemption. Number two, The He's Godfather. Going that direction, huh? Uh, number two, The Godfather. Number three, Godfather Part Two. Number four, The Dark Knight. Number twelve, Angry Men. Number six, Schindler's List. Number seven, Lord of the Rings: The Return of the King. Number eight, Pulp Fiction. Number nine, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. And number ten, Fight Club. Hell yeah! They were, yeah, first so rule of Fight Club. You do not talk about Fight Club. And that number one, the Shawshank Redemption, got a 9.2 uh, rating, which is probably out of... Out of 10. Uh, no, it's... Wow. How many ratings? Uh, it's out of 2,125,000 yeah. uh, viewers good and ratings. Yeah. That's why yeah. it got it uh, that high, man. It's, it's insane. So 
exciting. Hell yeah. All right, this next movie, and this was a, a movie that it was a TV movie back in 87. And what's interesting about this movie is it has a lot of similarities to Schindler's List and just the way the camps are shown. And this was five years before Schindler's List. And I remember seeing it and it had an effect on me. And this was 1987's Escape from Subabor. Now, I don't know if any of you, either of you, you would love it. Uh, Never first heard of all, of it. It's really good. Both of you would love it. So it's about the a prison camp in eastern Poland. And the reason this That's particular... Yeah, the reason this particular <laughs> Not as a prison movie, camp just as a, was, as a became movie. famous because it was the biggest revolt of okay. any prison camp what, ever. What year is this At, movie? Uh, 87. Who's in it? Uh, Rucker Hauer and Rucker Alan Arkin. Uh, Alan Arkin, huh? Really good in this. So the gist about it, I'll tell you what actually happens and I'll kind of go back and get, fill in a little details. It's a true story. At some point, it's a true story. At some point, the prisoners realize that if they took out the guards, then they could just all walk out. And that's what happened. Instead oh, of trying to escape, they just kill the guards. Oh, wow. And then they walk out. Wow. <laughs> uh, they run, but yeah. they go out the front gate. <laughs> I was going to say, you probably shouldn't do Because these, yeah. guys, these guys were vicious. These were all... And they showed the trains coming in, and Alan Arkin would... Uh, and it was hard this for, a, every day. This is a prisoner of war camp? Yeah, or a death it, camp. This is a death camp. It was a death camp. camp. It was a death like, camp. So Auschwitz. just citizens, yep. Not, yep. not soldiers. Yep. And immediately at the beginning of the movie, and Rucker Hauer doesn't come in until the last, like, 30 minutes. So it's mainly really? Alan Arkin. Really? Alan Arkin and all the people. And it's really interesting because the opening of the movie, the, they show a train coming in, and people are confused. They don't know what's going on. They're still with their wives and their children. And Alan Arkin and, like, 50 other people's job is to kind of greet people when they come in, put on a smile, help them get off the train and everything, mm. not to tell them that they're about to be separated. Women and children wow. will be killed. Old people will be killed. Damn. And th- they whisper to a couple people here and there. Alan Arkin's like, volunteer. Volunteer for something. And another person uh, in his group comes to another woman and says, uh, volunteer for whatever job they have, no matter if you know what, uh, if you're a skilled at it at all. And uh, they were like, they were like, what? And the guy's gone. And that's all they said. So at, at the point when they're getting <laughs> off the thing, they were like, is anyone here an experienced tailor? And that woman raises her hand. Yeah. And boom, they just saved that person's life. Because they take these tradesmen and they will literally kill the rest and uh, enslave the, uh, the, the men of a certain age between a certain thing. So there were a couple instances where someone got... Uh, one guy's like, I'm a cobbler. And he says, I got my tools right here. My, my brother, he has his tools too. Can he come with us? And they were like, yes, all right, you can come too. And he said, how about my father? He says, no, you get back in line. Damn. And at some point, one of the kids gets out and ventures off, and they, they show the whole Schindler's List shower scene. He realizes what's going on. They see the whole slew of naked people. And this was on a TV too, so they must have allowed nudity at this uh, point. And I watched this. Uh, I bet not to go offline, but that list you said, Schindler's List was on it. Yeah. I bet that's the only movie on there where people don't watch it a second time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's difficult one I to watch a second time. Just thinking about this movie and that movie right now is just. Well, well, enough. this one was a little bit uh, more palatable just because of the fact that you were watching Schindler's List and watching uh, a lot of these prison movies when you know it's just not going to turn out uh, well for them. Mm-hmm. With Escape from Superboy, you know that they were they were all going to get fed up at one point. Because yeah. what happens No, is, this is one I could watch. Uh, mm-hmm. At one yeah. point, they. It ends well. At one right. point, yeah. like. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't remember what happened, but the commandant gets these like ten men in a uh, in like a line, and they were like, I think they all tried to escape, and they were like, well, we have to show you guys how bad uh, escaping is. So you ten guys, I want you to go across this line and pick ten other uh, an individual to join you, and we're gonna we're gonna kill you. 
He says, they're telling him straight up, we're going to kill all 10 of you, but we want you to go and pick a partner out of the crowd here of other people to Jesus. die with you. That's and funny. they were like, we refuse to do it. I said, you're going to kill us. We're going to do it. He says, if you don't do it, we'll kill 500 people right now. And, 500? Yep. Jesus. And so they were like, fuck. So they literally. Pick the old and crippled first. Literally. They go over, they grab somebody by the arm, mm. and they bring them back, and then boom, they plow them all God down. Damn. And so Alan Arkin's like, they were thinking of a prison escape, and they were like, uh, He's like, we all need to go. I said, he said, if we, if 10 of us take uh, off and they kill 100 of us, then what the hell is the point? And then what happens is Rudker comes in. Rudker and his group of, he <laughs> plays needed, a Russian. They needed an alpha leader. Well, they, they were Russian Blind soldiers. Fury. Uh, he played one of the Russian soldiers that came there to work hard labor of, out in the woods in the area. And right when he got there, Alan Arkin became real close to him and said, this is what we plan on doing. And that's where they came up with the idea that we should take the guards and leave the killing of the guards to the Russian soldiers. They all knew at some point where they were going to be. And so it was a great scene where they they had these tricky ways to get the... Uh, like they tricked the guard and we hey we got a, we built a new uh, vest for you and new shoes it's at the cobbler shop and at the cobbler shop boom they come at him with an axe and they kill him and they hide the body how many then, how uh, many would you say it was like six 16 no it was like it was more than that it was like 30 guards or something like that they had to take out and they after a while they got so many they were like they're all like run we're yeah, free yeah, all the guards are dead yeah that's fucking <laughs> and awesome they show them and that's how it ends with them running through the woods together and everything you don't realize how many kind of got away and everything but it was a really satisfying ending to a kind of a difficult subject matter and i always thought it was a really interesting so escape from superboard it's, it's a uh, hard one to find, but it, if you can, it's worth it. It might be. That's type a movie that's probably on YouTube. That's classic YouTube right there. All right. Well, I'm going to just bring us up a little bit here. I was going to go with something <laughs> else, but I figured we could go with some comedy. Yeah. <laughs> you're, the only, you're the only one who has a comedy. Do you have a comedy? You got to start a comedy? Fuck yes. Right. I got the best prison comedy ever. <laughs> if you were looking for that genre, <laughs> yeah. Justin's got it. 1999, Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence, Life. Now, yep. I don't remember this movie. I remember not caring much for it. Oh but because uh, I thought this was where Eddie Murphy was kind of slipping. You know, he was doing Bowfinger. He was doing Life. He, he was doing stuff that wasn't as kind of relatable or enjoyable. I think this is one of his best movies. Ever. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, dude. I have to rewatch it. Maybe I'm just the wrong time period. Because I like everyone in it. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I, I mean, mean there's no Bernie Mac, not like um, Anthony Anderson, Miguel A. Nunez, Guy Torrey. Um, who else? Oh, Michael... Telefero. Um, Who's he? He's this person right here by my finger there. He's a really big guy. Um, he kind of just is the biggest guy in the movie. You know, he's the biggest guy in the prison. Um, yeah, he's a big guy. He's the one, like, uh, shit, it's the cornbread. I don't like, remember I want your cornbread, too. He's like, well, you can't have my cornbread, because if I give it to you today, then you're going to want my cornbread tomorrow, and I <laughs> need my cornbread. And, like, Eddie Murphy ends up fighting with him, you know, but, like... So they weren't so, a chain gang in this movie. Right. right, so Eddie Murphy and Martin Damn, Lawrence... Damn, we didn't do Cadence. Remember, we were talking about putting Cadence on this thing. We never yeah. did. Oh, I'm not sure what that is. That was the Martin Sheen one when they were with Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, chain yeah, gang. Chain Gang. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a great fucking movie. Um, so... Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence. They Eddie come Murphy, in there together and they meet inside. Yeah, so, well, they, they, Eddie Murphy is a con man. Martin Lawrence is, like, trying to be an aspiring, you know, black man back in this time. And it's, I mean, it's got to be early 1900s, you know, maybe late 1800s. Um, let's see here if they got a, a description on what year it is. They don't, unfortunately. Um, and so. Bastards. 
Yeah. So Eddie Murphy, <laughs> like, he gets caught either he gets caught trying to scam somebody, and I think oh he steals Martin Lawrence's wallet, and they're arguing about it around back um, of the bar or whatever, and somebody like ends up getting killed and they get blamed for the murder. So they've, they've been sent to this prison camp for life for it's, murder. It sounds like this could have easily been a Richard Byron and Gene Wilder movie too. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and so the whole thing is I shot the clerk. <laughs> um, so basically the whole rest of the movie, um, is they're doing life in prison, yeah. you know? Um, and <clears throat> just kind of the, the funny stuff that, like, it's a prison movie, but it it's sounds funny. hilarious. You're no, doing I'm, trying such to, a great I'm trying job. to think of like jokes that you know. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to hint for the funny. Okay, so uh, what's his name? <laughs> Bohem, uh, Bohem uh, Woodbine. Oh, he's in this. Yeah, yeah he dude. must be young in this he, movie. He is. He plays can't get right, um, and like I give him credit for a good name. Yeah, <laughs> um, they teach him how to play baseball. But he he falls in love with the warden's wife and has sex with her, and the warden thinks, and she gets pregnant, and like when she has the baby, it's a mixed race baby, uh-huh. and so the warden comes down and like he's trying to figure out whose baby it is, and uh, Bernie Mac plays Jangaleg, <laughs> Jangaleg, Jangaleg. That's how he talks all the time, and like, who is the warden? Do we know? Uh, we do. It's uh, Nick Cassavetes. Oh, Nick Cassavetes. Yeah. yeah. He's an old school fucking filmmaker, Nick, Nick Cassavetes, man. I think that's who it is. It's either, I, it's been a while. But um, you're doing a good job, man. I'm, I'm trying, man. <laughs> um, and so they're trying you're to find out. You're not convinced me that I would go back and watch it, but come on. They're trying <laughs> to find out. The end. Well, you ruined the joke now. That's <laughs> um, we need one joke on this. Yeah, yes. I was trying to tell you one, but All you right. fucking wanted to keep interrupting. The warden. Um, he's trying to find out who the baby's dad is, you know, and he's coming up to Bokeen Woodbine and he looks really fucking guilty and Bernie Mac steps out and he's just like, I'm the pappy. And dude, it's just such a funny line because of his fucking character through the movie and everybody just starts cracking up. Like it's, it's one of those movies where the, it's just all jokes. You know what I mean? It's all Apparently. jokes. <laughs> so it's life. So, y'all can kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, it's your turn. We we just figured the it pod sounds needed like Jude, that. Joe Dirt all over again, man. Yeah, have fun with it. <laughs> I will check it out now. What I'm, do you got? I guess I'll bring us back, back to, down, back, to, back down, down to the, down the prison camps, <laughs> prison war camps. This is a classic movie. Um, I had seen it a bunch, and I have recently seen it. Uh, Bridge over the River Kwai. Nice. If you're ever looking for anything. Is it bridge that, over or bridge on? I always screw that up. I think over. Is it? Let's say over. Let's look. Okay, go ahead. Um, this has definitely got to be really uh, low on the uh, IMDb chart for uh, what movie it is. Yeah. It's very popular. Because um, it had it's, Alec it's bridge Guinness. On. It's on. On? Yeah. Did I write over on there? You wrote. Unless your overs look like on. Nah, you don't, know, so it's your you don't know your movies? Come on, <laughs> bud. I do. I got it right. 1957. 1957, yeah. yeah. Alec Guinness. Um, Alec Guinness, so was uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Was the Who's the American that escaped that came back? What uh, was his name? William Holden. William Holden. William Holden was really great in this he movie, was great. man. I loved him in Stylog 17, but he was so good in this movie. This was one of the best prison movies ever made. Uh, so tell us what's kind of the gist. They're so, British officers. British officers. Well, it's a British regiment. Yeah. A whole regiment, I think... 
I can't remember what happened to them. A lot of the wars in the in those islands over there is the forces would land on the island and one would win and chase people to the edge. And if they got away, they got away. If they didn't, they had to do like the Bataan death march and shit like that. But this was an entire regiment of the British Army that was captured and transferred to this prison camp who had an objective to build a bridge over this damn river. Mm-hmm. And uh, keep your prisoners busy, especially it, when I mean, you can yeah, do something business. like that. That's what I would want. If I was on one of those things, you know? I have, and it was interesting, because these are British soldiers, and the British Army, you know, has been an army long before the United States yeah. Army. They're kind of two different things. Like, they're very real gentlemanly. Yeah. And uh, I just... I, I loved... Alec Guinness was great. Well, what was great about this movie is he's coming into the situation where they're they're used to the Geneva Convention being followed yeah. by a T. And at this prison <laughs> yeah, camp, it really wasn't. That. <laughs> they were like, our men will work for have, you. Have you br- seen this movie, Justin? Uh, nope. But British officers will aren't supposed to work, you know? And they were like, in this camp, British officers are going to work ar- along with their men. And so they, he kind of made a stand to this guy. And he says, that's not the way the Geneva Convention works. And the uh, remember the... Uh, who were they? They were captured by the Japanese. Japanese, so, yep. so the Japanese guy had put Alec Baldwin, or Alec Baldwin, Alec, Alec Baldwin. Guinness. He would be good <laughs> in this too. <laughs> he put Alec Guinness in the hot box, oh. basically, and and all his men were right behind him, stand tall, uh, and everything. And then it turns out that everyone's gonna have a breaking point. What I had forgotten since the last time I saw this movie is the whole Holden side after yeah. Yeah. when they put the squad together, and I can't remember who the squad leader was. Um, he's a famous old actor. Well, that was what was great. What was going on is you have this Obi Obi One plays the lead. If you if you remember Star Wars New Hope, <laughs> no, not Ewan McGregor, <laughs> but the old school guy. <laughs> old school guy. <laughs> so what was great about this is is Holden's on one end where they're planning on blowing the bridge, and Alec Guinness is actually super proud that they're building this bridge. And remember how like insane he goes at the end, where yeah. they realize yeah. he that, got Holden killed. Yeah, and they were like, we're we're going to break out. We're going to blow the bridge. We're going to uh, do what we need to do. And he was like, no, you're not blowing up my bridge. <laughs> and he was really pissed <laughs> off was, at uh, it. I wonder if they kind of made fun of that in Volunteers. Yeah. I mean, that probably <laughs> is similar to like what it was. I mean, basically it was. <laughs> basically it was it Volunteers. Was volunteer. <laughs> but Volunteers was a comedy and everything. But there was so much great stuff. And it was very, the scope was so wide. Because this is David Lean who did this movie, who did Lawrence of Arabia and uh, a lot of those biggies back in the day. And the amount of extras he had on this. And it was, it was big budget. It was, big budget. And it was all in like the tropics. So everything you watched, it looked like people were hot as hell. And you just kind of Holden had a crazy. This so, movie and, won tan. seven Oscars. Seven. Only Oscars. seven, huh? Yeah, <laughs> only seven. <laughs> I mean, the, which is basically when you win seven Oscars, you know, automatically, uh, well, Alec Guinness won uh, Best Actor for it. And I, I'm not sure if that was his only Oscar or not. The uh, other thing that was, uh, I think it won, it been Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, I would imagine Best Cinematography, and probably Best Screenplay. It was probably easier to sweep back then, too, if you had a really good movie, because think of how many movies came out. and Yeah, this was a big scope movie. It was probably one of the more uh, budget-heavy movies back in the day. Too, I have to imagine if there was a top 50 um, must-watch movies. Yeah. Oh, this, this would be on there. It's on the IMDb list. It said it was 161, but what? it, it should be a lot higher. That, that's just because these average uh, kind of guys is 
are like friggin' uh Well, the each generation's movies are different. Like yeah. people are dying off from the twenties and thirties movies, so they're gonna fall off the list yeah. eventually. Cool. Bridge on the River Kwai. Alright. My next one here. This was a great one that I watched. I probably watched it was on Netflix for the longest time and I, I remember how fucked up it how was. How long have you had Netflix for? I've had it way back in the day. Did I you? used to get yeah. the discs We've had in the mail. I used to get the, and I held out getting those discs in the mail when everyone else would stop doing it and everything. I was like the one kind of guy that held on to it. I wonder how many people still do that now. Get those stupid discs in the mail? Yeah, I didn't even know did they, they still even had that available. That? I didn't even oh, know maybe they, they don't. Maybe I they don't, don't have that option anymore. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. But this one, this one was always on streaming and I always thought it was great. And this is 2008's Bronson. You ever see this with Tom no. Hardy? Mm-mm. This was you definitely got to see this. You would love. I like Tom Hardy, movie. and this was the best thing he ever did. He's, he's, so who's he playing? He's Bane. He's Bane. And, okay. Yeah, and he's also in Dunkirk, and he's super famous. Now. He was uh, Revenant. He's uh, Revenant. Yeah, he was Venom. Awesome in the Revenant in Venom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Does he have a mask on the whole time? Uh, no, no it's it actually half. more than uh, probably two thirds of that. Oh, because really? remember there was so much. No, before. I don't. No. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, anyways, Bronson. Bronson is about is about British's most famous kind of prisoner ever, ever. And I think his real name was like Charles Bronson. Uh, no, well, that's what he he Ooh, took on the persona of, of Ooh, Charles Bronson. Really, and really. So, and that's why they call him. And that's Bronson? why I call him Charles he was, Bronson. He was a he was vigilante? in solitary confinement for thirty years, and he never killed anyone. But he was crazy as shit. Wow. I mean, and you, he was huge in this movie, and it was a very strange movie because. While he, he adopted the name Charles Bronson at some point and people called him Charlie and everything and he, he wanted to be a superstar so much and the way the film was made, it was very artsy where he broke the fourth law a, a wall a lot and a lot of the movie is intercut with him in front of an audience as if he's telling the story. Then occasionally he'll turn around and his face will be painted completely white and he'll huh. just he'll just pose in it's front of artsy. people. It's a very strange artsy movie. But a lot of it is him and the craziness that he goes through. And I'll mention a couple of the really key scenes in this movie because, like I said, it, a lot of it takes place when he's in prison. At a certain point, he gets out of prison and he just goes back in. He's just a scrapper, man, who's just uh, crazy and wants to beat the shit out of people. But you could tell that he was completely out of his mind. And apparently, Tom Hardy met the real guy, and the real guy, he has this weird kind of handlebar mustache. Huh. And the real guy shaved his mustache off and sent it to fucking uh, Tom Hardy to have it constructed into a mustache for him to wear in the movie. I'm not sure if he ever did, but he This sounds like one Whoa. of those bullshit. Like, no, he's <laughs> like, what do they call those? Nick urban Nolte. Yeah, yeah, like, like, Nick Nolte in the fucking... Yeah. Yeah. his ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, apparently Tom Hardy actually went there and met him a couple times. But there's a great scene where he... Uh, a librarian comes into his cell to bring books to him and he locks the door. Apparently he's, he's able to like barricade the door and he, he sets the librarian down. He's like, this is how it's going to work. I'm keeping you hostage. And he uh, screams out and he's, he's got these loud, crazy, like curse. I had thought I saw this movie and it doesn't sound familiar. It's so. crazy, man. So at this point, and you would remember it if you don't at this point. This is a Tomahawk moment. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so there's, there's two moments in it that and it both involved Tom Hardy being completely Completely naked. Completely doesn't give a shit. Dick on camera. Uh, full. And he's like 
he, he's like, he looks down at the librarian. He's like, you ready for this? And the librarian's like, what are you talking about? And he starts taking off his clothes. So he, he, the librarian <laughs> and the viewer is like, holy shit, he's going to rape this yeah. guy. And he doesn't. He's he's just getting ready to fight, and he likes to fight naked. <laughs> and he's like, I got to put my armor on. So he takes this lube, and he starts putting it all over his head, and he hands it to the guy, and he says, rub it on my back. Rub it on my ass. Oh, he's God. like, not in my ass, on my ass. Yeah. And he's like, quicker, quicker. And he's yeah. building himself up, and he's like pumping himself up. And he always gets a good shot in the first three people, but they always end up taking him down. Uh-huh. He ends up getting with this. This is an ongoing thing. It's an ongoing thing. <laughs> so at some point, they. He, well, I bother even greasing I wanna, stuff. I want to know. Only stopping the first three. I want to know where he got the lube from. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you can get that in prison. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah, that that is one of the three things on the list. Red, red is the guy yeah, who can get soap, things for people. Toothpaste and lube. <laughs> I've been known to acquire a few things. <laughs> rock hammer. Yeah, a rock hammer or lube. Which you want? <laughs> or it's always one of those things. Or both. <laughs> so uh, another great scene is at the end. He he's. He's kind of seems like he's getting rehabilitated and he's doing a lot of his artwork. They put him in this art class and everything and he keeps to himself, but he's got these vicious eyes and he just looks like a badass through the whole thing. And like I said, they keep cutting to him, looking at the camera, telling the story. And uh, at the point at the end, it's the last kind of like uh, uh, big thing at the end of the movie. He keeps one guy hostage and he ties him up uh, to the like railing to the stairs and he's in the art room. So outside the art room is like the SWAT members, the British version of SWAT is out there with their helmets on ready to bust in and he's like he's he put an apple in his hostage's mouth and put it around his uh he, actually he's just making him hold it there and he ha- made him close his eyes and he painted eyes on him so he looks creepy as hell oh, damn. and then tom hardy takes black paint and he's completely naked and he paints his entire body like grease paint and once again he, <laughs> he's, like, stuff he's, ready to go, <laughs> he's ready to go and he's like excited as shit and they bust in and he's just like beating their asses all over the place and apparently he's still in isolation in britain and everyone knows charles bronson in the british prison system is this kind of badass scrapper that you can't even let out because he's such a psychopath that's so, fucking crazy I mean, maybe he's changed over the years but i know tom hardy uh he wasn't he allowed to. His clothes on. Well, he wasn't no, allowed to yeah. see it. It just take too long to take him off. They eventually let him watch the movie, and he thought it was like the most brilliant movie ever yeah, made. So of he course, was. He was. It's about him. Yeah. <laughs> but he also was super surprised when he met Tom Hardy initially. He hadn't gained all the weight, and he didn't uh, talk like him at all. He says he could not believe how much, how fast he put the muscle on and how fast he sounds just like this guy. Huh. He's got that great. If you look at the cover, you could see Tom Hardy. Looking almost like he, he really looks like the guy from Indiana Jones yeah. in the uh, Raise the Lost Ark that fights him oh, uh, yeah. on the yep. plane. You know, the bald guy mm-hmm. you know, with the uh, stash. He looks just like him. I mean, huh. It's very different from Tom Hardy, but you should definitely check it out. It's available on that. Uh, it's on Netflix. I don't think it is anymore. I watched. I just it rewatched on. it. Uh, a lot. Yeah, I think they took it like off. It came up in the queue when I just rewatched it, I, I pulled it in that app that I have, and it was on Tubi, which is a great thing that you guys should both get. That Do you get paid by uh, that company? <laughs> don't say their name a lot. Well, well it's weird. But he stops like, Tubi. <laughs> for those that want to know. Dot com. <laughs> it's free. It's free, and it's there's some great movies on there that you you can't find anywhere. So, uh, Tubi. <laughs> <laughs> the other chick goes to Justin. This one goes to me. <laughs> Care of. You want to... Spout something, you go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Stamps All right, Justin, what you got here? All right, so this is actually just one of my favorite movies, um, and the cast is just fucking amazing. It's, Did you, uh, is it horrifying and your dad took you to? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, luckily it's not. What year are we talking about? Uh, let's see, it is 2001. 
Robert Redford, James Gandolfini, The oh, Last yeah. Castle. This was oh. one that I remember really liking, but I think I only saw it once. It was like a, a military prison, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to fault marketing on this because that sounds like a great cast. Oh, you would like this. Oh, yeah, you yeah. would like this. I've, I've seen I the name this. before. I'll yeah. bring it to you. No, yeah. it's on Netflix. Oh, I'm pretty sure. Better. Yeah, I think it is on Netflix. Um, yeah, let's see. Delroy Lindo's in it. Oh, I like um, Delroy Lindo. He's he... been coming up in the pods recently. We've mentioned him a few times because he was in Gone in 60 Seconds mm-hmm. and I just watched him in something else. Oh, he was. In oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, was it Clockers? Remember that movie? I don't. Clockers. That was, was around the same time. He was a detective in a movie that I really love. I mean, uh, Gone in sixty seconds was his. Uh, yeah, uh, he was a cop. He in was that a movie. cop yeah. in that with Timothy Olyphant. Yeah. So yeah. what was going on in this? So um, this was a military prison, and Robert Redford. I, I can't remember his rank, but he was very high rank. Yeah. He might have been a general. Um, he. Basic shorty, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. yeah. He was great. He was great. Yeah. Short. Um, and so the hard way. He was the cop oh, the hard yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, like he he basically he sends some people to die. You know what I mean? And I think he disobeys an order, something like that. And he's, he's military. Yeah, he's okay. court-martialed, and he has to you know go to prison. Um, also, uh, Clifton Collins Jr. Yeah. is in this. Yeah, who Dude. is he? And we just mentioned him. He's the guy from Traffic. Um, he's, oh, yeah, yeah. he, he plays this Marine who killed somebody, but he's also just kind of slow. Isn't that what they pay them to do? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, but he, he's also kind of slow and like James Gandolfini is the warden. Yeah. And he's, oh, really? he's, he's a, a fucking bastard, dude. Yeah. Um, but he holds Robert Redford in like extremely high regards. He has like all of his books and like l- kind of lives by mm-hmm. his code, you know? Um, and then when he finally gets to meet him and he's being very courteous as the warden, you know, like, and he's going to tell him like every, you know, we're going to make sure you're taking care of, you'll have an easy ride. Yeah. You know, and Robert Redford just kind of like shits on him, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, you know, well then that's on him, man. (laughs) He had a golden ticket and he (laughs) gave the thing back. You don't tell, you don't tell the warden to go fuck himself. (laughs) (laughs) What's the only thing, if give me one piece of advice I shouldn't do when I meet the warden. Yeah. Tell him to go fuck himself. You know? Um, And so, you know, he realizes like, oh, okay, this is like how it's going to be. And so he still at first tries to, you know, give him a break and, he just keeps bucking his authority and basically tells him that like he's doing a terrible job. And there's this really memorable scene that's like they're building this wall because this this prison used to be like a military camp um, or like it's still snobby. yeah yeah you know um, and this like pile of rocks basically was the last wall mm-hmm. you know um, so that you know it's the last castle and this was what was left of it. Um, and so as punishment, um, what's his name? Gandolfini makes them stack the rocks, mm-hmm. and then he makes them take it down and then stack the rocks. It's just meaningless oh. kind of work. Yeah, but he make, it's a punishment kind of for everyone. Well, um, Clifton... It's uh, like building the bridge and then blowing it up. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Clifton, his, his father was like a mason, you know, and so like he knows how to build walls and stuff. So as like a way to get everybody together, Robert Redford says, well, we're going to build this wall and we're going to have pride in it. We're going to do it right, you know. It's better than stacking rocks all day. Absolutely. Well... It's a good team-building exercise. Right, and as that happens, they start, like, 
coming and bringing their ranks out and they're forming like an army to uprise against Gandolfini. And like... He didn't see this coming. <laughs> well, he, he kind of does see it okay. happening. And so once they finish the wall, he sends a bulldozer in and just bulldozes the wall. Oh. And then he makes... Oh. Yeah. Um, and then he makes Robert Redford stack it by himself. Uh. And once, yeah, that part I remember. Yeah, and once he does... He knocks it down. Like, you know, and so, like, but the thing is, is he doesn't quit. And so everybody's taking bets. How long is he in there for? Is it like a Is this a true story? Of time? It is a true story. Is it? Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, I'm thinking of a different one on my list. Sorry. I don't think this is a true story. Um, but. It is a true as far as wardens can be. We should have a vote. Yeah, right. We should have a vote at the end to see who had the worst, vil- most villainous warden Ooh, that's yeah. a good one it, it probably is gonna be the shawshank guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean. well and so um They'll cast you down with the sodomites so <laughs> after they knock down the wall everybody kind of starts to riot and they round the the horn and everybody gets down except for uh clifton collins mm. because he's like yes it's low yeah yeah you know and he's kind of really upset about what's going on you know and they've had an ongoing thing where they use rubber bullets to calm the prisoners, you know. <laughs> Doesn't sound calming. And all. every now and again, they accidentally oh, hit yeah. the head, oh, you yeah. know. And you know, so, if it hit your head. so yeah. So Gandolfini looks over to the tower guy and just kind of like brushes his hair mm-hmm. like that, you know. Um, and they shoot him, and he fucking dies. Ooh. Well, everyone sees him put his hand through his yeah. hair. And probably everyone kind of liked the Cliff and Collins. Oh, yeah, character. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Took care of why he was in there. So that becomes their salute, oh. is when they go <laughs> past, they all go like that and put their fingers through their hair. Yeah. And they end up uprising and they take over the prison. And, nice. like, dude, it's, it's, I, I don't want to give away the I know the I've seen it once. I know I watched it once because it's bits and pieces of what you're talking about, I remember, but it. I need to rewatch it's, it. It's, it's a really, really good I mean, with that ending. cast, I mean, you got Robert Redford. Robert Redford, I came so close to putting Brubaker on my list, but I, uh, I haven't seen it in a long time. That's the one I told you about where he's the new warden coming in. Yeah. So he comes in as a prisoner, uh-huh. not telling anyone that he's the new warden, just to, to go through what, three days or so to see what people had to go through and who was That's another one people. where you got to have a safety word on the yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. And, and it just floored everyone I, and when he came out he's like I'm the new one undercover boss yeah. I've never seen it but it sounds genius yeah yeah. <laughs> how do you not know the CEO he's wearing a mustache yeah I mean, Key and Peele did a, did a sketch oh, on yeah, that. That's it was right, fucking that's right. hysterical oh, did, uh, yeah. that's right that's right, right. right. alright last castle alright Dave what you got alright so I'm gonna bookend Shawshank with Green Mile oh, the other Darabont oh movie, yeah dude the, this, Frank Darabont can do very little yeah. wrong. And unlike unlike Rita Hayworth, he has a the, feel to his movies that certainly. have an Americana mixed with a with a darkness. It's always rich tones to his movies. But it's, he gets that type of characters that Stephen King is really yeah. great at writing. You know those I mean, very you've colorful said it a million characters. Times, he should be the only one that does Stephen King yeah. movies. I mean, he did The Mist too, which is the, the other one that uh, dealt with those many different characters. Unlike. Uh, Shawshank, which they kind of took liberties of with the screenplay, mm-hmm. the uh, Green Mile was a big book that was put out in chapters. It was like an eight chapter book, so every month they put a different small little version of it out. <laughs> I didn't wa- I didn't read it till they sold the collective set, so I was able to just run right through it. But it was one of the most enjoyable books that Stephen King had. Didn't you say that uh, Bruce Willis on the set of Armageddon yeah. was reading it and gave yep. it to Michael Clark Duncan? Absolutely. Yeah. He gave it to he Michael Clark nice. Duncan. He says, this movie is about you and you need to go and promote it and I'll help you in any way I can. Yeah. He got the role. It was the role of a lifetime for Michael Clark Duncan, for Bruce sure. Bruce Willis picks up the phone. People listen. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, why don't you tell us? I mean, the, the the gist of it because there is a supernatural element to this movie. There is. Yeah. Um, so it stars. Let's put the cast up. Yeah, we got uh, Tom Hanks, Barry Pepper. Barry Pepper was great. David Morris, the old guy that's in every Darabont movie. Yeah, Jeffrey. Right. Uh, Jeffrey something. He he was in Walking Dead. Demun Demun yeah. Jeffrey Demun. Yeah. That that asshole that married that sixteen year old. Dennis Haskins. Yeah, what the hell is the... Uh, Sam Rockwell, too. Sam Rockwell was amazing in this movie. He plays the guard that everybody yeah. did. Like, yeah, he's an asshole. He went, on to do asshole. Like, uh, he went on to do, like, soap operas and shit. Like, yeah, uh, well, no, he did a reality TV show. Remember yeah. he married that Kristen Stodden, 16... He, he married her when she was 16 because her parents signed off on it. Yeah, it's weird. He's yeah, doing, he's, if you go uh, down a little bit... No, the other way. He's not right a Right there in the middle. But he lives right on the edge of... Next Doug, to David Morris. Doug Hutchison. Yeah, Dutch Hutchison. Yeah. So. He's a, had a weird life. Oh, and Sam Rockwell, right? Yeah, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell's the one character. The moon pie all over the guy's yeah. face. Oh, Sam oh. Rockwell was great in this movie. They, he was psycho. They put him in the moon. They put him in the Pat, like padded, padded room, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. He killed the mouse. Oh God, yeah. that so was the horrible, horrible, man. That, yeah. was the, uh, that scene and the scene when Mr. Jinx, Mr. Jink, uh, is it Jingles? Jingles. Mr. Jingles. Jingles. Yeah. They yeah, sent him yeah. to Tallahassee to be uh, in the circus. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't remember. It was a circus in Tallahassee. <laughs> well, and it was all centered around that John Coffey, who was, seemed like this teddy bear, and he was yeah. in there for killing these two small girls. Which through the whole thing, you're like, how is this possible? And that, at the end, you or towards the middle, I mean, you it realize, was the South. <laughs> Wow, in, that's true in the, too. In the twenties yeah. or thirties, William Sadler running across that water after yeah. him as their yeah, father yeah. and everything, because it really looked like he just slaughtered these two little girls. But midway through the movie, we find out that John Coffey has this power where he can bring things back to life, be it a flower, be it human life, be it Mister Jingles. You know, and then you once you realize that oh, he was trying to save those little girls when he right. had them in his hand, but it just <sighs> obviously looks bad, like you said. But when he brings Mister Jingles back, or even before that, where he brought uh, Tom. Tom Hanks' his dick back. back. Yeah, right. <laughs> he says, was your the wife thankful? She's several times. Yeah. <laughs> she made him a pie. She made him a yeah. cobbler. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Oh, cool. oh, yeah, that's, yeah. It was. oh that's right. Because yeah. he handed it out to some, to Mr. Uh, uh, the Mr. Jingles guy. Mr. Jingles. And, uh, yeah. He was on Sesame Street. Who's this? Mr. The guy that played Mr. Jingles. Oh, he was also from, uh, yeah, Michael Jeter? Yeah. Yeah, Michael Jeter. He was. He, uh, what did he, he played. Uh, well, he was on Evening Shade on, and he was no, on I think, like the, I think he was like the mailman. The mailman or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. On yeah. Sesame Street. That's interesting. Yeah, and uh, Harry Dean Stanton. Oh, yeah. Walking walk the, the line. line. Yeah, walking the line. Yeah, you know. Oh, dude. He was great, man. That was one of the last things he did, too. He yeah, was really, really was good, good in that. But the movie was flawless. Yeah, and you had mentioned before, I think we talked about this movie before, that you, your wife has a problem watching this movie, doesn't she? She has she, a problem the with the execution scene. scene. The, the Graham Greene assassin, or the... No, the one that gets botched. Yeah. Is it the Graham Greene? No, no it was remember Michael Jeter. Michael, yeah. Michael yeah. Clark. They, yeah. They, they, they no, Michael Jeter. They didn't. They put the sponge. They didn't wet the, they didn't sponge. Wet the sponge. Yeah, that's right. and yeah. so he started burning up. Like, oh, it was uh, vicious. Well, that's when Tom Hanks put him in the put D- uh, Dennis Hutchins in yeah. the padded cell. Doug, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. wasn't he like a, the son of somebody important? Yeah, yeah. he like was a, like a, 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 con- a congressman or, or a like man. That. Yeah, something like Wait that. Wait till my mom finds out type of yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh. Oh. oh, it was a fantastic movie. It yeah. was a long movie, but it didn't even seem like it was long Mm-mm. because it was just you. You got these interesting dialogue, great dialogue, and everything. I'm excited that. Amazon Prime owns the rights to the new Stand series that started, and Stephen King is coming back to write a different ending. Really? Yeah. Interesting. He's coming and changing his material because they're making it into the series more than just that 
one. I mean, it was always a How much super money does Stephen book? King have? Jesus. Do, can you, is insane. that a number you've even seen? It's got to be $400 million. I had read that he... <laughs> 450 that's what I'm going to say. I had read that... $400 million. <clears throat> is that what it is? <laughs> Good call, Dave. Yeah. $400 million. I heard that he made like 2.2 just on uh, like the rights with Carrie God, back in the day. Crazy. And that was when he was just out of like college. Oof. He had written in high school. So it's insane. Yeah, I mean, he's got more money. He can do what he wants for the rest of his life. So the idea that he's still picking up jobs and tweaking stuff and even some of his minor material well, you is can now tell he really back. loves doing it. So. Well, and now with it coming out and uh, the Castle Rocks, a TV series, I mean, he's pretty hot right now that uh, the big thing is to go back and remake a lot of these movies. I'm not sure what old property that hasn't been remade that I'd like to see remade. You know? I wonder if I ever had a question to ask him, I would say, which is the one movie you turned down didn't want them to make a movie. Well, they haven't book. made the Talisman yet, which is the one that That's I would like to see the series, uh, most. No, it's just one. It was one he and Peter Straub wrote together. It what was, was a the very... one he was writing when he got hit by the car? That was God. the Dark Tower series. That's the series That's so that nuts. HBO People should like, pick up. Don't you dare die! <laughs> <laughs> you get that it, book finished. It's it's really weird that they haven't done that well. They, the did, they did they did the guns they did the Dark Tower movie with Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey. It was mm-hmm. absolute garbage. Was Completely it? didn't have anything to do with the book. It was it was really? horrible. Horrible. Nothing to do with the book. Uh, it, Why do it then? Yeah, I have no idea. If you're it, not it was a mess. The, it was an absolute one mess. of the masters that wrote how it should be. But yeah. that series is Game of Thrones worthy. I mean, it's. They just need five series, and they can They'll do all those books. They can always remake that stuff, and if they do a good job, it just needs to be picked no up by the right people. It needs to be picked up by Amazon, or it needs to, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're off doing uh, other shit. Oh, right I now, heard they got a thing. big. Yeah, like, they're doing a new phew, Star Trek can, or Star Wars. They're doing one of the yeah. new Star Wars series. Oh, they're going to be on. They're going to be on the that Disney Channel. They'll Disney do something. Plus. Disney Plus. Yeah. yeah so. Yay. All right, well, Green Mile, great movie though. All right, this next movie, and I love this movie so much. This was a movie I saw in 89, and like I said at the beginning of this pod, this is the movie that scares me the most because this guy did absolutely fucking nothing wrong. So this is An Innocent Man, 1989. You ever seen this? Tom Selleck. Uh, Yeah, I never saw it. I remember when it was in the theater, and I remember everybody talking about it. really good. So he is just a, uh, I think he's a mechanic and uh, living the life. With uh, with his wife and no problems, you know, is they're they're celebrating different things, and you get to see at the beginning of the movie they're they're going about their uh, their normal life. Well, you've got these two rogue asshole cops who are just dirty as shit, and you see them at the beginning. They're, they're, you see them at the beginning <laughs> robbing cops. like uh, they're they're pulling. Uh, 60 keys of coke out of a uh, site and uh, 59 and yeah, no it was way more than that it was like 6 I got you <laughs> it was like 6 when they, when they get to the uh, uh, when they get to the police station they were like yeah there was only 6 keys there so you realize they pocketed 54 keys with coke. that's just being greedy yeah. man. and whatever it was you could tell that they did it you know this actor um He's the actor from Burn After Reading who's telling J.K. Simmons. Uh, he's the kind of keeps briefing J.K. Oh, okay. Simmons yeah. on what's going yeah, yeah, yeah. on. He made a career playing dicks in movies. So <laughs> he was. This was the ultimate dick for him. So what he does is he gets on the phone with his uh, informant and he's like, "All right, that last job paid off. What do you got for us?" And he's like, "He's like these guys are getting all this huge shipment. You got to go down and it's like 97 uh, uh, Cobblestone Lane." And he's like, uh, he's like, did you get the address? He says, I got the fucking address, dude. And he gets back in the car and he tells his friend, he says, 67 Cobblestone Way. Mm-hmm. So it was just something as simple as that. He got the lane instead of Way. And uh. he went into Tom uh, Selleck's house and they went in hot. Like, 
jackets on, guns blazing. They bust in the door. Tom Hanks is in the That's bathroom. That's their favorite part. Oh, Tom, I got to do that all the time. Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck is getting out of the shower, oh, and he's shit. got a fucking hairdryer in his hand. And they immediately he turns the corner, and boom, 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 they shoot Tom Selleck. Don't kill him, but they shoot him. And they immediately, we fucked up. This is, they're looking at the mail. This is the wrong address, dude. This is the wrong address. I'm not going down for this shit. Oh, they, fuck. They put a fucking gun in Tom Selleck's hand, have him shoot the wall, plant drugs on uh, in the house. And this guy is like the cleanest person in the world. Damn. And then they bring him to the uh, thing. And uh, the lawyer is like, these guys are the two of the most respected cops in the world. And they're saying, this is how it's going down. He's like, you have to plead guilty. I could get you like... Four years out and two, and he's like, I am fucking innocent. For I was taking a goddamn a shower. Damn, he's like, I'm taking a goddamn shower. I'm planning my vacation with my wife. He's like, I'm not pleading guilty for something I have not done. Yeah. yeah. He should have. Uh, <laughs> he'd have been out already. Yep, he would have been out already. So what happens is the the uh, the judge just gets a hair across his ass, and he's like, we're, we're putting a stand to this. You, you can't be violent and shoot at cops. You know, so we're giving you 17 years in hard prison. Wow. And he's like, fuck. And it just all floods to him. And then at that point, you just see the whole progression, you know, get to see him uh, get in there and uh, the whole, all right, strip, lift <laughs> your nuts. Let's just say I'm over. not getting and the respect the cop killed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's exactly, and he gets in, in trouble. He's, no window love. He becomes, <laughs> he becomes kind of buddy-buddy with, uh, you know, the guy from the abyss has the rat on his shoulder. Oh, he's yeah. also, an opportunity yeah, knocks yeah. with Dana Carvey. Yeah, yeah. He mm. was his his partner who was doing all the uh, scams and robbing stuff with him. He's this little Weasley looking guy, uh-huh. and he's kind of <laughs> taking him under his wing. And he's like, uh, he's like, "What are you in for?" He says, "I was innocent." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, we're all innocent." Yeah, the type of thing. And he's like, "You got to learn what's going on in here." And right when he gets in prison, his first day in the yard, and uh, and it's weird that people are fucking with him even early on because Tom Selleck's a big guy. He's like yeah. six three, six four. Someone you'd think he would. Yeah, be but able in there isn't the mentality if yeah. you're. Take out the biggest guy, and then you're a big dude. Well, the big or... guy that he had to deal with in this was Bruce A. Young, and if you look him up, you'd rock, recognize him. He he's been in a lot. Of, he was in Trespass. He was one of the guys uh, in the movie Trespass. He I mean, also, screwing with the new inmates has to be one of the most fun things. Yeah, it either works or it doesn't. You know, I, I would think it would be no problem to kind of mess with him. Uh, but this is like the big one of the biggest guys in the thing, and he. Had, initially steals like the soap and toothpaste from Tom Selleck and he's like you're gonna give me whatever we want you don't understand this is how it's gonna work and Tom Selleck just wants to keep the peace and uh he watches the guy from Opportunity Knock somebody stabs him in the stomach with a screwdriver and then sets him on fire right in the middle of the yard and Tom Selleck tries to run towards him to put him out and F. Murray Abraham I love F. Murray Abraham and he usually plays a complete asshole in the villain like uh, Name of the Rose or uh, all that what was the Amadeus he played uh, the guy that was against Amadeus he tackles Tom Selleck to the ground he's like keep your fucking head down what the hell are you doing here Mm -hmm. and basically he's the one that has to uh, take care of it and show him the ropes similar to like uh, Morgan Freeman and Shawshank Redemption and the problem is (laughs) further pushing that stereotype that's gonna help you in jail well the problem is is Bruce A. Young keeps fucking with him and uh and uh, F. Murray Abraham's like, I'm willing to help you. When you're ready to deal with your problem, you let me know. And he's like, you're going to have to kill him. I said, there's, there's no other way around it. Yeah. I said, he's going to make you a bitch. And he says, or you're going to go with the Aryans, and the Aryans are going to make you that bitch. Yeah. He says, there's only one way you're going to get respect out of this, and you got to kill him. And then you, you're going to come to me, and you're gonna, uh, uh, you'll understand at that time. So he just lets him be on his own. And so you get to see a, a good 15 minutes of Bruce A. Young. At one point, they grab him, and they bring him into a room, and they force him to watch them like rape somebody else. He's like, that, that's you now, man. This yeah. is your life. Ugh. And then... 
he, the next shot is Tom Selleck showing up at F. Murray Abraham. He's like, I'm ready to deal with my problem. Yeah. <laughs> and then the very next shot, which was great, they show it because F. Murray Abraham is very respected. You get the idea that he's been in there for like 30 years himself. So he's got a crew of his uh, own, and one of them's M.C. Ganey, who you've seen in tons of movies before. He was the one that was flying the plane in Con Air. The like wild redneck guy with the uh, with the mustache. I think I remember. And him. Uh, he was really good in this. So they the next shot they immediately showed the guy at like this glass workshop grabbing a shard of like uh, of glass and like palming it. And then he hands it off to another guy who like solders it down to the way it has. He gives it to another guy who's wrapping it in tape and everything. And then they're they're telling him they they say and this was the big scene in the movie too. They were like. He's like, your first one's always the hardest. Your heart's going to be beating a lot of your chest. He says, you just got to do it. And he says, what you got to do is you're going to go in the, we're going to drug his food at lunch. And then he'll be playing basketball. And at some point that food's going to hit him. The drug food, he's going to have to go to the bathroom. When he goes in the bathroom, you take this uh, and you stab him and you break it off in his stomach. He says, he won't be able to pull it out. And that's the end of your problem. Jesus. And it's exactly what he does. They, he, You see the guy grab his stomach on the basketball court. He goes in the bathroom. Uh, Tom Selleck reaches behind, grabs the uh, the knife, and gets in there. And he it's not like he comes from out of nowhere. He's like standing there when Bruce A. Young gets done using the toilet. He's like, I'm going to take that uh, knife from you. I'm going to shove it up your ass. And luckily, oh, Tom Selleck is not letting go of that thing. And he just, boom, snap, breaks Oof. it off. And the guy's like reaching for it. And it was really cool. It made me think, wouldn't it be great if someone stabbed someone with like ice? Oh, they, you know, did, like, they did boom. that. Did they do Didn't that? They in, do that with, in one of the bonds, they shot him with an ice bullet or something? Maybe. It seems like a great idea because the, your murder weapon is immediately gone if you hit him right. I know, you know? in Die Hard 2. That's maybe, the maybe, yeah, yeah, the the eye. Eye. Yeah. maybe that's what it yeah. was. That was a good scene. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so at that point, he got. they end up uh, putting him in the like. This was solitary. an 80s movie? Yeah, okay. 80, 89. So like the cusp of the 90s. But they put him in solitary for like a month. He comes back. Everyone knows his name and everything and... He ends up getting out. He gets his parole and everything. And the cops still fucking with him. The cops are like taking his wife aside and, and they meet him like at his house and like bust down the door and they're still Should've treating him like his ass alone, But man. Tom Selleck <laughs> Tom Selleck's like, I'm not your bitch anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. And MC Ganey gets out and they set those two cops up in the perfect way where like See, that's uh, a pretty satisfying ending to this yeah, movie. They, they get a hold of the informant, and they pay the informant to give them the wrong thing, and they get them there, and they makes it so uh, the two cops steal from this huge drug dealer and everything, and they know their lives are on the line and everything. And it, it, Very satisfactory at the end. Who were the cops To, to the point, uh, it was the asshole from uh, the Burn After Reading guy, and it was okay. the guy also from um, the other guy was if you remember Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Uh-huh. Remember at the very beginning the River Phoenix yep. scene? Oh, yeah. the, the guy the with the guy. hat yep. that was uh, that he ended up flipping his yeah. hat to him. You lost today. Yeah. He that was like the same year too. I think it was like I just 89. saw that recently. Yeah, yeah, that was the other guy who it's played awesome the asshole. Scene. But to the point where and I'll spoil a little bit, those those two cops end up the that last end scene where those two cops are carrying their office. They put them in like the regular prison. Mm-hmm. These cops that put all these guys in jail. Like Gen and Pop. so you see them walking in like Tom Selecton. You see F. Murray Abraham up on the catwalk and his last line he looks at him, he says, Ain't life a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it ends, man. It's so Hell fun. Yeah. yeah, very good prison movie. All right, number one. Surprise all how right. many prison movies there are. I know, right? It's a good subject, man. I'm t- it's like I said, it's like it's a, weird it's like a th- fantasy movie to most people. Yeah, because we're never gonna know what it feels like to we be in prison unless you're Tom Selleck and don't use a hairdryer. That's the moral of that story. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm throwing mine away when I get home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, okay, so this one is 1995, Murder in the First. Nice. I yeah. haven't seen this movie in so long, man. This was such a great one, though. Go through the cast first. Um, I'm sorry. The warden in this movie. Boy, boy. He was on the, he's hey, on the short list? Yeah, he's on the short list of winning, because that's Gary Oldman. Oh, was he? I was yeah. just pulling it up here. Yep, Gary Oldman, man. Um, yeah, uh, well, so it's uh, Kevin Bacon, and this is the Kevin wrong... Bacon. The wrong uh, he was on that's like, Footloose. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't allowed to dance, man. You don't allow to dance. They put you in jail. It was going to put him in jail. See, full circle. That's, yeah. that's the I how you play the Kevin Bacon <laughs> game. <laughs> this town's rough. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, I'm having trouble pulling up the cast here. Uh, yeah, so Kevin Bacon, Christian Slater, uh, Gary Oldman, um, William H Macy, Kara Sedgwick. Man, I'm um, Kara Sedgwick. That's Kevin Bacon's wife. So I wonder if this is the first movie they oh, met on. Maybe. Yeah, it could be. I have seen this movie, but. You're gonna have to give some plot. Yeah. Um, well, so I saw me. this in the theater in Salt Lake City, Utah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they, we, they let him have. The, I know, right? <laughs> not, what um, else they gonna do? I was on a. I can't drink. I was on a trip with my family, and we had like an eight-hour layover, so we okay. went and had dinner in a movie. That's an um, acceptable answer to why you're in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt that I needed to explain. <laughs> we were on a layover. Okay, I get Because <laughs> family vacations in Utah. <laughs> well, unless you're going to like the mountains and shit. To hike. Apparently, yeah. that's an awesome place to hike and I, fish. I, well, I from think what skiing I hear, too. too. Yeah, um, yeah I, we were coming like. It's like Do you have like a fishing trip bucket list in your um, mind? Like Alaska, if you won the if Alaska's you won the Powerball, where you'd go? Alaska and Belize. Alaska. Um, that's interesting because I'm going to Iceland in like a month. That's you, that would probably be perfect fishing. Like, but isn't that like trawlers? That's not dudes with fishing poles. I think it is. I'm not sure. Is. I know. Uh, I'll keep my eye open. I'll take. Do you like the, all the? Do you like uh, river? What's the one with fly fish? River runs river through. Runs through it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fly fish? You fly fish before? I have. I don't hard, like. Yeah, I did two fun. vacations ago. I don't know how we got on this subject. Kevin Bacon. I bought it. Yeah, Kevin Bacon. Just brings full circle. I bought a fly fishing pole and spent a week. First two days, I. Practice doing it. Yeah, just pop in the water. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun, man. Yeah. And when you get a hit, on a, it feels like Satisfying. you got a goddamn whale. No, you oh, deserve, absolutely. and you deserve to catch. Yeah, that and, yeah. You can, and you, you can, won that fish. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so Jaws. Uh, <laughs> that's a prison movie. He had to go in the cage. Remember? I saw. <laughs> you didn't specify. Cage goes in the water. Sharks in the water. <laughs> All making sense. Yeah. So yeah, he um, gets uh, the only thing I remember. He gets like busted for doing something unbelievably minor. Like he's he stealing steals, food for his. He steals like five dollars from the post office to feed his like brother or something or yeah, sister yeah um and he gets sent to prison yeah, what time period was this? it's got to be like the dust bowl it's like the 20s or something that was and but this was uh, this was a number of years later because he was um he got put into solitaire and he like he was only supposed to be in there for a maximum of like 19 days um and he ended up being in there for like three years you know um, and so he was already kind of off and his face was a little like deformed in this as mm-hmm. well. There was some makeup on his face. Huh. Um, I have not seen this movie. Uh, oh really? Oh, this is a good super movie, man. Well, man. No. I can't remember why. A lot of it's the trial. A yeah. lot of it's the trial. Okay. But uh, also, he was in Alcatraz. Oh yeah. And this. Oh. Oh yeah. Uh, we were. I, I remember Gary Oldman doing something fucked up with a straight razor to him in the cell. I think that might be where he got the scar from. Yeah. Um, it was something bad too. I couldn't remember, but I remember like being very squeamish when he came in there with a straight razor. I don't know if he cut. Cut his ear or he cut something. Yeah, I, I can't remember. Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and they would just beat him regularly. And so the reason he was on trial is because he was in solitaire for three years, and like 
they finally let him out and he just went and stabbed somebody in the neck mm-hmm. with a spoon because yeah. he wanted to go back to solitaire. Um, and so that's, that's when you know you're bad, you know, when yeah. you, Why you sp- just want to go back to solitaire. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <Why a spoon>? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, uh, Christian Slater is like a young new attorney, and this is a, an unwinnable case. This is pretty you know? early in his career too. This uh, this role. What year did we it's say? What uh, year this was? Ninety five. Ninety five. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. they were kind of like arguing against the inhumanity of solitary, right? Or so someone that was supposed to really be there. Anyway. Yeah. Um. And the defense was that look, you left him in solitaire for three years. Yeah. Like he went crazy in there. Like yeah. it's not his fault, you know. And they're charging him with murder in the first. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, and like you said, it's mostly just like the courtroom scenes, but like, but you get to see him in the cell a lot and just like going nuts and you could tell. And when he's on the stand, he was off on the stand. He was off. Yeah. He was off and they had, they did something with makeup with his eye and everything. Yeah. He was just like, he just had slumping through to the, like, uh, to the chair. Yeah. yeah, You could, you could tell that whatever they did to this guy, he was broken. Yeah. He had a normal life when he was younger. He made one fucking stupid ass. How early in. In uh, Kevin Bacon's career, was this? I mean, ninety-five. Um, oh, I mean, later. that's yeah, that's yeah. pretty in so, the middle. But he wasn't doing like, like a, Flatliners was like eighty-seven or eighty-eight. Right? Mm-hmm. No, Flatliners. Like I was in I was in Port Charlotte. Oh, you were uh, so it was probably ninety. 90. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it was around. Flatliners was right after this. So Kevin Bacon was doing a whole lot of stuff. I think Christian Slater was probably one of the more serious things he had done. Mm-hmm. But this, I think, is even before. This is probably more early in Gary Oldman's career than anything. You know, I think this is before the professional and before he's probably older than Fifth older Element. Than yeah. yeah, yeah. But it showed us that he could be crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess he showed us early in Sid and Nancy uh, when he played Sid Vicious. That was probably the earliest. Movie, a lot of people didn't. It's a good movie. That was one of the first I things see I think until, I like. I had already seen probably half a dozen of his movies. Yeah, yeah, that was the earliest movie I think I had seen by him in it, but it, it was really good. Yeah, and you got to really see the chops that uh, Kevin Bacon had in this movie because it took a lot, and it also showed you a good example of you know you should probably if we're gonna look towards rehabilitating prisoners, you probably shouldn't treat them badly and make it to the point where I want to stab somebody in the neck just to get the fuck out of yeah. uh, being around people. You know, it's yeah. a, it was a sad movie, but it was good. Yeah. I don't remember how it ended. Um, do you want me to tell you? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, it's a bonus. So bonus track. <laughs> he, he basically was um, like exonerated and right. like they released him. Did they charge uh, Gary Oldman like for crime? I think they might have that. I'm not real sure about. Um, but I do remember like he finally was let yeah. out of Alcatraz. I'm going to have to look up what he does with that straight razor because I remember he does something fucked up in the cell when he's talking to He's like... I think he's got like Kevin Bacon like strung up or something like that. I know they like. Sp- I mean, they tortured him. They sprayed yeah. him with fire hoses. Yeah. They starved him. They froze him. You yeah, know I'll have I mean? to just like, rewatch this movie. It was, it was a good one. It was powerful. Yeah. All right, Dave. Number one. Number one. Talk. So, most famous criminals from a country. You had Bronson. Yes. For England, I have. Oh, this Chopper. Is, this is such a good movie, dude. For Australia. I'll send you the link to this because there's a great copy on YouTube. Oh, really? And you should watch it. I forget this. his so first name. His last name is Reed. Uh, uh, if you re- think... Uh, Dwayne. Does that sound familiar? I don't, the- re- I don't know his name. I just know him as Chopper. So, and, uh, badass. Yeah, before you get there, though, the... Uh, before I get there. This was a very visceral type, uh, hard-to-watch movie. This is like Brawl in Cell Block 99. Uh-huh. 15 years before Cell Block 99 that you didn't there's stuff in this movie that is still yeah, but it's hard a true to story watch. Keep and in it's mind. a true story but it's we, it's also the kind of coming out party of Eric Bana oh yeah and no one knew who we'll Eric never Bana looked, was 
the yeah, same never... after that. Yep. And he's thick. God, thick. He's a monster. He is a Mark monster. Chopper Reed. Yeah. Mar- Mark Chopper Reed. Nice. True story. He wrote the book that the movie got made off of. Yep. He's one of Australia's best-selling authors. It was really? an Australian and he's movie, a too. murdering psychopath. Yeah. He's psychopath. He makes oh. the difference between Bronson. I mean, Bronson didn't kill anyone. Yeah. You know? This guy was vicious, but there's two major scenes in this movie that there's you have a, to talk about. There's a about. few, man. Yeah, but those two major ones? One of my, so, Chopper, he, it starts out, he's in prison. You can tell he's a badass. Yeah. He's got a couple of little lackeys that are, you know... When I when we're talking, he is big. I mean, he is like... they. The, they eventually cast him as the Incredible Hulk. He looks like he, they could just paint him, and he was Incredible Hulk. Yeah, in this movie he was, he was big. that monster. Yeah, he does look that big. crazy. First shot is when when he ran in and stabbed the rival. Yeah, in the neck. Can't he like stabbed him, stabbed him, and then he went against the wall, and he like kept talking to him like he was apologetic. That was the beginning of the movie. Yeah, oh, I didn't even like realize in the first that. ten minutes. It, it's weird because it's yeah his friend what he was his friend too that came at Chopper. With no, the, that isn't even oh, that, that was point Chopper yet. doing it. Chopper went up to that guy. Okay, and stabbed I'm, him I'm in talking the neck. about when cho- it happened to Chopper. Oh no no, I, I, there's three scenes. You watched it recently, so you, yeah. You'll be so, able to tell it. So the guy falls in a puddle of blood, and Chopper's like, "Oh man, sorry man, sorry man. You want a cigarette?" Oh and The guy's fuck. like bleeding out of his neck. Bleeding oh, out of his God, neck. Dude. Very violent. And Very violent. So the guy dies, and. Um, his lackeys are like, shit, they're going to retaliate the gang because it was a leader of another gang. And so his little lackeys are like, he's going to retaliate. He's like, fuck those guys. And so like, no, we got to do something. He's going to retaliate. So Eric Banner's character, Chopper, stands up and was like walking across a cell and his, and his one of his lackeys came up and stabbed him oh, in the shit. stomach. And he's like... That's the most calm you've ever yeah, seen. He's anyone. like, "What's going on with you? It's not playtime." He's like, "What? What you doing, mate? What's oh, wrong? What, what's your beef, mate?" But he lets him stab him like four more times. Yep. What the fuck? Yeah, just like boom, and the guy's like terrified. He's like yeah. real back, like it's not going down. Yeah, <laughs> and the wounds looked. Yeah, real. they like, looked he, real. He pulled his real. shirt off and like the, the blood just flowing like you would expect feet. it to wow. flow out of him. Yeah. And he's just looking at all the holes. He had a chance to finish him too because he passed out of the blood loss. And he doesn't. Um. But here's the, where the movie gets kind of crazy: is they let him out. He gets. When out. does the ear scene happen? Because that you can't skip. Oh over. Uh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's this scene so is they so him, hard to watch for me because so, it's so unbelievably realistic. He did effect. that right when he got out of the hospital. Yeah. So he got out of the hospital. Wh- for his what was wounds. the purpose of doing it though? He, he had to be a psych- he, Yeah, he just wanted to look like he was psychotic. So he paid Jesus. another inmate to cut off his ears with a straight razor. Chopper just sat in the chair. Oh, he was fuck. bitching the whole time. My spine literally tingled. He was bitching the whole time. He's like, you've ever seen. he's like, why are you sawing at it, dude? He's like, oh, why are you sawing at it, mate? Oh. And you see like pieces of rubber oh. ear. And he's like, just peeling. He's going off like this. Like, I can, I can so. So, just he, so he cuts it. his ears off. Cuts both his ears cuts off. Cuts both his ears off. And fuck, people are like, this guy is nuts, dude. But he's very calm during when he comes home. Can't you? His dad hadn't seen him in ten years. Remember, he sat down and he's like. He's like, you want to, you want to drink, mate? Big ears. <laughs> he calls them big ears. He had, he had no ears. <laughs> yeah. He could still hear. I mean, it didn't affect his ears. It, it was just the exterior of his ears. But just gone. the character that that Banna created, yeah. where he was, he would almost like, like, he punched you or did something to you, and then he stood back and was like, "Oh man, I'm sorry." Like he had this weird, like, apologetic, yeah, like. Love hate relationship with what he knew he had to do, or and with he, violence in general. Yeah, in general, yeah. he punched huh. his. Remember, he had that heroin addict stripper girlfriend, yeah. and like broke down her door, and they showed it off camera, but you saw him like holding her, 
like he off w- camera and just punching her face. He was oh, that guy that you couldn't be in the room with because no. if you looked at him wrong or if yeah. you said one wrong thing and he would yeah. just attack you. Oh. There was a scene where he showed up at someone's house and he just sat. He in a showed chair. up at the lackey that stabbed him. Yeah, and he and he's like, ah, oh, bygones are bygones. Remember, he made him turn over his guns. Yeah, and he pulled like eight guns out yeah. of his pocket. But then he goes off on him at some point, doesn't he? No, he just makes him uncomfortable. He's <laughs> like, "Wasn't there supposed to, something you were supposed to tell me?" And he's like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "There's something you're supposed to tell me, right?" He's like, "I don't think so." He's like, "No, there's something supposed to tell me, right?" And he pulls another gun out, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Sometimes you just need nine. Yeah, <laughs> you do that. that's why he brought them. Yeah. You never know when you're gonna lose the last one." So he puts it, and he's screaming, it's yelling at gun. him. But then he's like, yeah. oh. "He's like, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry." And he's like, sat down back in chair, and then he just gets up and leaves. Yeah, it's very so, weird, man. What he wanted to know is who put a hit on him, but he knew it was that guy that put a hit on him. Yeah. So he was kind of waiting for him. So they, he told the guy he was going to be at Bojangles. I've seen this recently, so I remember the name <laughs> of the bar. But he shows up, and uh, the, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is someone was supposed to lure him outside, that mm-hmm. like Israeli dude, yeah. and brought him outside and uh, was like signaling for the people to jump out, but they he took him to the wrong parking lot. Ah. So there was no one coming to help him. So what's his name? Uh, Chopper pulled out that, four, he had a 410 shot off shotgun and shoots him right in the eye. Holy fuck. <laughs> when, and boom, and then he, the guy stumbles because for like 15 or feet. And while he's stumbling, he's like, oh, you're all right, mate. Oh, sorry, man. <laughs> Jesus. Like he goes through so that whole weird. spiel again and you're like, this is fucking creepy, man. Yeah, his reaction to the things that happened in the like movie he's almost the like It's almost things. like he had two personalities right, and the yeah. one that shot him was one personality yeah. and the other personality woke up to yeah. find it all happening. Didn't oh realize. Didn't realize. Who did that to you, mate? Oh, yeah. You okay, mate? Yeah. You should sit down, man. Yeah. <laughs> you look fucked up. But it was great. If, it was you, so good. if you like Eric Bana, different role than you'll ever see him play. Yeah. He looked different. His teeth were fucked up that distracted you in a way that there was a shadow yeah. on his teeth that made it look like he only had half of his front teeth. Oh, wow. But it distracted you the whole movie, just adding to this the This was creepiness. one of uh, Mendoza's favorite movies. Was it? Yeah, yeah. I can he, see he, why. He really liked it. If you had come across it at like a used video store back in the day, it's hard to get. It's like a 50, It's one of those $50 movies oh, now. Really? But uh, it's available on YouTube, thankfully. So, yeah, I'll have to send you the link. It's oh, great. yeah. It's good. Sounds it's definitely worth amazing. It. It's great. Yeah. All right, my last one, and this is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's definitely on my top ten list. I probably watch it once a year. This is one of those that me and Dave refer to as like, you, you make your sauce day oh. type movies. You know, you make it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sauce takes like all day to yep. make. It's one of those great movies to put on. And this is the 1963's The Great Escape. Oh, man. Such a fantastic movie that started One of the like more tamer everyone. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it had an upbeat jingle yeah. to it and yeah. everything. Is this the like, Clint Eastwood movie? No, this is... No. Uh, what, um, uh, Damn, Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen. This is one oh, where he okay. jumped that thing with his with bike. With motorcycle. Oh, that famous okay. Scene. I've seen that wire. scene. Uh, but this had Charles Bronson Fred in it. This Ward. was, uh, uh, it had Charles Bronson, James Garner, Donald Pleasance, yep. uh, Richard Attenborough, Everybody. Steve McQueen, Everybody. Uh, uh, James Coburn. Uh, just a fantastic, it, fantastic it, movie. Not to get too far off track and not to keep bringing up this movie, <laughs> but that scene in... Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, yeah. where they showed Leonardo DiCaprio trying out for, remember, for, uh, for uh, Steve McQueen's role? Oh. Remember when he came up to him on the set, that. and he's like, weren't you up for that role? He's like, no. He was lying. At and the then party? They, no. Yeah, on, the, I didn't. On, the, on the set, when he was doing the... And, you sure uh, it was the, the Steve McQueen? I didn't think it was Steve no, McQueen. No, they had, I remember they what had Leonardo about. DiCaprio doing that scene 
where they sent him off to solitary. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They had him go yeah. through that whole great escape yeah. scene, yeah. like oh, he was up right. for the role. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, <laughs> they just worked him into the yeah. actual yeah. footage of so, it. Yeah. Great escape. I totally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, and it was like I said, it was lighthearted because these were officers that were come there, and unlike uh, Bridge on the River Kwai, these guys kind of accepted the Geneva Convention that if you guys just behave yourself, you'll have an easy stay here and everything. But it's also it was understood if you were a British officer and you were, uh, it was your duty to try to escape. Mm. You have to escape. Right. So, they didn't have that clause in the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just sit down and wait. We'll, we'll get there someday. someday. <laughs> but uh, so Steve McQueen was like the, I guess you could call him the escape artist, but he always got caught. But, <laughs> and someone's redefining what artist means. And it was kind of screwing everyone else up because art. Richard Attenborough, <laughs> Richard Attenborough was kind of head of the uh, yeah, the kind of resistance right. in the camp and everything. And at some point, he had that thick British accent. Right? Yeah, he was the guy was like, from. Uh, you must evacuate your bowels twice a day. <laughs> uh, no, no, Richard Attenborough is the guy from Jurassic Park. I swear, yeah, I forswear. No, the old guy from Jurassic. Park. Spared no expense. Yeah. <laughs> Jurassic Park, dude. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. So th- that was when he was all. Then he became a he, director himself. But the the movie kind of centered around all these different people trying to escape, and they were digging tunnels. And this was the Charles Bronson part of it too, where he had been famous for how many tug- tunnels he dug in that great line from Quentin's movies, uh, when Quentin's talking about the guy going down on the girl, and he was like, he was down there like Charles Bronson in this great escape. He's digging tunnels. <laughs> <laughs> but check me if I'm wrong. He, he had P- PTSD though, yeah, right? Yeah. He had a, uh, a tunnel cl- collapse on him Ooh. once. Yeah, so that would was, be the end of my tunnel days. Yeah, and he oh, was the shit. best at it. Oof. So he was constantly scared. And uh, But they, they were digging these tunnels. But what was great about it is Richard Attenborough and the other higher-ups had to go to Steve McQueen at some point, and they... And he had just gotten out. He would escape, and they would put him in like the solitary for three months. And then he'd come out, and he'd try to escape. They put him in solitary for three months. Mm. So after he just got out once, Richard Attenborough grabbed him. And then all more escapes. (laughs) I mean, the movie's over, but... (laughs) Richard Attenborough's like, uh, what we want you to do is uh, we're trying a big escape. Will you be part of our group? And he's like, no, I'm I'm on my own. I'm going to do my own thing. He's like, well, then we would like you to get out and then kind of map the area for us and everything. And he was like, wait a second. get caught again? He's like, you're assuming I'm going to get caught yeah. or you want me to get caught. Yeah. Both ways, it's stupid. And he's he's like, no, we want you to get caught. We want you to come back here with that information and everything and then we could go, you could go with us. We're going to bring 300 people out. And he's like, 300? <laughs> make, sure, make sure to check solitary because that's yeah. where I'll be. Yeah, right. <laughs> so make sure you wait until I'm out before you do yeah. that. Ah, uh, oh, we left the day before. Th- <laughs> almost at the beginning of the movie, almost half the movie, everyone is building towards that escape and everyone has a different job you have uh donald pleasance has the job of the counterfeiter but he's losing his eyesight which is a very kind of horrible scene at the end where i can't remember did he have the hippie dialogue like he had with the with uh that that bank who donald pleasance yeah no donald pleasance was uh uh, oh donald pleasance sorry yeah no he was i'm thinking very good donald sullivan Oh, no, no, not Don Sullivan. He wasn't in this. He was the only one not in it. Uh, but you had James Garner, who was the kind of guy that got things that you couldn't get, and uh, he would steal coffee and uh, bribe uh, different guards for different things, and then he ended up stealing someone's... Uh, he became really friendly with one guard and stole his ID, and while he was had this stolen ID, he ended up uh, having Donald Pleasance... Uh, 
kind of copy it. And the, James Garner came to the guard and he says, yeah, we know what your ID is, but you're going to have to get me a, if you could give me a high powered camera, we'll get your ID back for you. Huh. So he, that's how he got a high powered camera and he uh, was taking pictures of different <laughs> stuff. So he had one person who was the tailor who was just changing the prison uniforms into civilian clothes so they would all have a civilian clothes because once they the goal was they wanted to get out and then blend in right so two tunnels are being built they uh, and they name them something i can't remember it's like great a and b yeah (laughs) we'll call it a and b Uh, why why do it anywhere (laughs) well they they find one of the tunnels uh the diversion tunnel yeah well that that, it became the diversion tunnel at that point they were going to use it at some point and they were like we have to go tonight because who would do two tunnels tunnels. (laughs) yeah well that's what they came uh i mean i mean they would never be able to find the other one they just happened to come across it because it was in the shower uh they opened the drain and they had like this fake drain and they went in there and they would dig tunnels and they were bringing dirt out in the yard and everything it was fun but the (laughs) the big part was that they were like we got to go tonight and they were like well that tunnel's not finished you know it's a little shy of the woods and they were like how shy and we're like we're not really sure we haven't dug up yet right Ooh, so if you um, came up like a foot inside the fence oh, line, yeah. that'd be so, so <laughs> terrible <laughs> so steve mcqueen uh is the one to go through it they pop up and steve mcqueen dips his head out and he goes out there and he looks around and he comes back in and he comes back down and he says you're about 30 uh you're like 30 feet short Whoa. Of the oh, he says you're past the fence but you're in you're about 30 um, oh the light uh so the light was going to come by with the guard. So they came up with this thing where uh, Steve McQueen would pay attention when the guard was gone and he would book it to the, uh, to the woods. And they kept like a string real low to the ground where he would just pull it where he wanted when he knew the guard wasn't uh, circling the area and then they could come out. The problem is they got to make sure all 200 people do it. And they get a good amount out. They get probably 50 of them out until one dumbass who's got his suitcase drops his, drops suitcase. his suitcase and falls uh. to the ground. The guy whips it around and boom, it's all fucking out of it at that point and then at that point you're dealing with the separate people of where they are you know the, one of the best one was with james coburn uh just wants to get to france you know he's just trying to get out of the country and remember he runs into the resistance at like a cafe and there's a couple germans uh sitting at the cafe and the waiter uh calls james coburn or goes to james coburn and says you have a phone call over at the uh kind of at the area where they do the checkouts and everything and he's like I got a phone call. He's, he just escaped from the prison. Yeah. He's in his prison fatigues. He says, yeah, you have a phone call. And so he goes over to the phone call and he picks it up and he's like, hello. And the, and the, you see the waiter duck down below the, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> below like the area where they were serving people. And then uh, he, like reach up and grab James Coburn. And then like some of the resistance came by with machine guns and plowed down the Nazis. Oh shit. At the thing. And he was like, are you resistance? He's, can you get me to France? He's like, yeah, we can get you to France. He's like, boom, let's go. And another one of the team was J- James, Garner and Donald Pleasance and Donald Pleasance was blind as a bat at this point so James Garner's basically like holding him uh-huh. and t- and they're flying and their plane goes down and they have to run from the uh, from the SS and Ooh, plane crash you while the, you're blind that's gotta be you have the big experience. obviously the big scene with Steve McQueen who gets the the motorcycle and uh he gets some good music for that. It's I good, remember good stuff, man. Yeah, and uh, it's very he gets uh, he gets caught again, and he just comes back, and just like the rest of the movie, he's like it's all happy. They throw him his baseball, and he's going in the solitary. And it ends huh. with that These are the music. good prison guards. <laughs> yeah, I know. During the Nazi they, era, they were able to make a World War II prison camp not a dismal. This was not Escape from Superbore or Schindler's List. This well, was I mean, think about very it. Think about it though. I remember. Like Hogan's when Hogan's Heroes, Heroes yeah, it's like Hogan's getting Heroes. ready to talk about yeah. Hogan's Heroes. Yeah. When Hogan's Heroes came out, mm-hmm. 
it like, was oh, funny. It's like, so bad. It's like, yeah. who did they make a, how you, I can't imagine how somebody got pitched this at the network. Uh, even yeah. worse, We're I'm gonna, wondering how many people believe that that's what the war was, too. Oh, God. Oh, they got it wrong with these Nazis. Oh, like, Hogan! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess there were some people that just like Holocaust deniers out there, which is the most God. ridiculous oh. thing I've ever heard in my yeah. entire so life. Terrible. Uh, you can go to the place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they there's, still uh, left it there as a reminder. And there's all sorts there's, of shit, dude. You know? I'm sure there's stuff you left off your list. One thing, oh, two so things I left movies. off my list. The Count of Monte Cristo sort of seems like a prison movie to me. Just that big scene, for sure. Um, there was this one movie, and I, I'm sorry, I can't remember the name. And I told you about it, I think, the, the minute I watched it. It's, a, it's based on a one-man play, and it's just one actor. Mm-hmm. He goes from room to room doing this one-person one play, basically made from the diary of someone that was in Auschwitz for the whole time. Hmm. Oh, He's wow. Like, and then they lined us up, and he talked about every aspect of life, like them just shooting people for it no reason. It was a play, too? Or it was a play, and they but made they made a movie, movie out huh. of it, and the movie was phenomenal. Huh. Wow. You don't remember and who it was? I don't. And yeah. the guy doing it was great. And then, uh, I'm going to look it up. i some research, yeah. But it's a heavy movie, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> you're not going to watch it a bunch of times, but if you want to get the sense of what Steve people McQueen's felt, not gonna get it's literally people. somebody's <laughs> diary about day-to-day life in yeah. Auschwitz. Wow. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not good. Yeah, you can imagine. Yeah, it's why, like you said, Schindler's List is like one of those ones, one uh, run-throughs. You watch it, you yeah. absorb it, and yep. you kind of... Was it Jacob the, the Liar? Was that one? With Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Life yeah. is Beautiful Life is, is Beautiful. One. That was a good one. What about one? the pian- pianist? The pianist. pianist was a good one. That was, yeah, that was more him on his own yeah, though, yeah, yeah. than uh, a prison camp. He kind of, that was an interesting story for sure. But yeah, there's tons of them, man. Maybe Wed- one wedlock. day. We'll... What's that? Wedlock? Would that be a prison movie? <laughs> it would be. If I hadn't uh, recently talked about it, I would have stuck that on there for sure. Did definitely... you have anything you left off? Um, I know there was couple. just some that we had like. Skate plan one and two? Yeah, right. <laughs> Brawl on um, Cellblock 99. I know, yeah. yeah. That was one that I. It's it's one of the best movies I've seen in the last 10 years, but we've. Justin talked about it on one pod. I talked about yeah. it. I think pod, I talked so. about it on yeah, one maybe. pod. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> no, did, maybe. Yeah. Maybe it was you two and I yeah. had it, but we kind of covered it all. It was great. It, that was probably the best example of the different levels of security, you know, and yeah. what you had to go through and everything. And I, that, I, it was a brilliant movie. I love that movie uh, for sure. It's a hard movie to recommend to a lot of people unless you know they can handle it. Yeah. Yeah. It's very similar to like Bronson or Chopper. They'll make prison movies forever. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because they're fascinating. What was the one where the guy got caught with all the drugs? It was on Midnight Express. Midnight Express. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good oh, one. Oh, the one with one Claire Danes. Trapped in Paradise. Trapped in Paradise. Oh, really that was one. a good one. That was a good I one. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was messed up. That was one of those situations like an innocent man. Oh. Like, I didn't do anything. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Can you imagine? Those At countries? least Midnight Express guy, that guy tried to smuggle the hashish. I mean, you, yeah. you, you should have been smarter. Sorry. You're, if anything, you're getting in prison for being stupid. Yeah. <laughs> the Which is one's probably bad. a lot of people in yeah. prison that, that did one thing one time to try to get rich and yeah. 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 didn't work out for it's you. It's an interesting subject matter for it's sure. It's very taboo, and I peop- I'm sure people always think to themselves wow you know that's crazy i can't imagine what they oh. go through and then you know all it takes is one do, drink too many and that's why i don't drink killing <laughs> a, killing an old couple on the way home oh, like i had no. a friend god you got a party guy everybody loved him sweetest guy in the world mm-hmm. and, and i won't mention his name but he he was with a friend in the car they killed a couple in their 70s jesus he he got bonded out he went to like a couple of hearings and then he went to South America, yeah, and Interpol just caught him. Yeah. Like, oh, well. on the three Rio. weeks ago, he was on the run for. He was facing fifteen years, huh. 
And he ran. He was on the uh, way for like six. This is the other guy we Jeez. knew that uh, that punched that guy in the bar. Remember we used to play oh, poker yeah, with him? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Punched some guy in the no, bar. And stabbed he, him. Stabbed him, but he had like... Uh, uh, he had military background too, so he was almost yep. like yeah. he had his sentence reduced from second degree murder to manslaughter, though. Yeah. So that's probably so he got saved lucky on that. But he was just no, he was defending somebody else or something. And he just I was supposed to be there. Yeah, you it were was supposed like, to be there. That it, was a, it was it was it was going to go see a band down there, yeah. and we're all going to go down and hang out. And anytime you can go to a city that's kind of cool, but have people that know what's cool about the city right. and a place to stay, it's a lot more interesting. Absolutely, yeah. but. I stayed here because the Red Sox were playing in their first. Nice. That was during oh, the pennant the, for the first World Series. Yeah, that really good one. Yep. With the with the Yankees, Yankees. they yeah. were down the three and come back four Ooh. games, yeah. and that was like that was made the correct choice. I know. The Red Sox saved my life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I wouldn't have been involved in the bar fight, but yeah, yeah. I saw someone die that night. Yeah, God, yeah. yeah, you don't want to see that either. If it's just a so way we prison. could temper, if, if there was only a way we could temper the prison pod with a, a police pod of some kind, maybe we and, could and, dig and deep. Upbeat police pod, you know, with uh, tackleberry and hooks and all those, yeah. So next week, and is I'm, that a song or is that their song? That's their. I, I that's think the, it's their is it theme song, yeah. for the movie, yeah. Uh, and I've I been, hope that I've been whistling it for a couple weeks in my head for sure, <laughs> just going around the house and stuff. So, yeah, we're gonna have a big. We're gonna review the first seven. The first seven. We're gonna re- review s- six incredible movies and one unfortunate. <laughs> we'll, let <movie>. you, <laughs> we'll let you decide. We'll have a vote at the end. Yeah. Oh, who was the worst warden? Do we know that? Oh, I I would think it would have to be. Uh, e- I mean. James yeah. Gandolfini was a fucking bastard in the last. Castle. Well, then it would have we'll to be call it a draw him, between the Shawshank and the, and the yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it would have to be against those two because no one on mine is really that bad. Or there's a couple on mine that I don't even know who they were. Yeah, yeah. So those guys get the awards. Congrats! <laughs> <laughs> it's good to win anything. It's, you know? good, to give, it's good to give back. <laughs> uh, we appreciate your acting. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we're going to talk some Police Academy. We're going to go through all those movies, man. They're super fun. I'm still holding the candle that they're going to uh, come out with a new one. Goot's been doing like little guest stars and stuff, so he's the bringing Goot. himself back. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, three men and old lady, maybe we'll see. Him <laughs> <laughs> he would do it. Yeah, right. He would do it. So would Danson and friggin' uh, Sally. At this point, sure. would. <laughs> Although yeah. Danson is knocking it out of the park with his TV shows. Yeah, yeah. Those is. TV shows are doing are great. He Everyone he's been on too, man. Yeah. Ever since he did Becker, Becker was awesome. Hmm. Becker was, it was good too. Really funny. The <laughs> the one he did <laughs> where bored to death. The bored was a really great. Bored to death. When he was just a pothead. Yeah, he was a pothead. He followed Zach Galifianakis and Jason Schwartz. <laughs> I like it. Zach. I like it. I like it. I'm going. I think that should be it from now. On. I mean, that's a condensed version of his name. Talk some Zach and Ganapis. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're gonna do some police scanning. I was talking to my. Uh, uh, I have two. Uh, uh, me and my uh, wife's friend, Sarah and Lindsay, I said, you heard of Police Academy? And one of them had not. One of them had, he said, yeah, yeah, I kind of remember that and everything. So I mean, it's interesting. This is a deep, deep cut for those 80s fans. Because yeah. there was a time there when it was like every Let's year, every summer, those a our Police fan. Academy movie came yeah, out. Yeah, it was great. You know, it was, it was really fun. And you knew see. exactly what you were going to get, more yeah, or less. The only one you didn't was with Seven, and that was because it was five years later. You know, you, you missed that time Trying period. to say Seven's the bad one? We haven't made that decision uh, yet. What's that? <laughs> we were going to vote to see which one was the worst one. Oh, we sounds you, like we don't need to vote. We'll, we'll vote for you. I'm telling you, there's no doubt. It, I'll, I'll tell you this one fact that I thought was 
insane. So I think I, six is Moscow, right? No, seven's Moscow. Seven's, seven's Moscow. the bad one. Okay. Six was City Under Siege. It was good. Okay. But just to give you a little preview of next week's, the, uh, the interesting like trivia and made? stuff we're going to talk about. So this is the budget oh. for uh, the Moscow one, the oh. last one. The budget was $6.2 million, which is very modest, obviously. It's yeah. almost micro-budget. If, if your sixth movie right. is that. And they seven. grossed... Exactly. In the first place, Academy grossed like 42 million or something. It's like 80 million. 88 million. million. 88 million. So it was, but it gradually went down, obviously. You gave gave, uh, Lassard a career. Yeah. Yeah. Seven movies. A lot of those guys. Many, many, many wonderful (laughs) Many, many. (laughs) All right, we'll hold off there because we've got a lot to talk about that. And then after that, we're going to, we got a composer pod where we've got some pre selected composers and we're going to just talk about some of their biggest movies and some of their biggest kind of moments uh that we remember growing you got tangerine up dream better on there i don't you know i had to keep it to 10 and tangerine dream isn't like a <laughs> you said, you I said it with me. a straight face no because they've done <laughs> they did some good stuff i, I know they did uh you're 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 referring to yeah. <laughs> you're referring to like when legend when they kind of fucked up that score but and mm. i don't blame them for that but yeah, they got we'll paid talking, man they yeah. got paid we'll be talking about the good score in that movie though by jerry goldsmith okay so yeah we got a bunch of stuff coming up in the next uh next few weeks so you definitely got to check us out if you want to uh hit us up or give us a like or a comment on soundcloud or itunes that'd be great uh, you'll see our new photo just started rolling around there in the last two episodes. And uh, any comments uh, on the photos? Not my. No, nobody said. Man, Dave looks like he's lost a lot of weight. Uh, no, but they, we on Facebook. Isn't that the only we, reason you take a picture of yourself uh, <laughs> after you are heavy and then not anymore? Well, no, someone did comment on 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 you. Actually. Oh, that's right. Somebody did say yeah, looking was, th- uh, when looking we took great. the pictures of us at the table. Yeah. Uh, Robo said, "Looking good, man." Yeah. Uh, I think he assumes you like look at Facebook, but yeah. <laughs> so Dave hasn't responded to my looking good man. I what, what's pissed. a Facebook? <laughs> Speaking of Facebook, if you want to get a hold of us on Facebook, you can check us out at Fascinated with Films, and we have an email address that you could shoot us an email, and that is fascinatedwithfilms at gmail dot com. Don't flood our inbox. <laughs> yeah, don't flood it. I mean, I can only do so much. Yeah, uh, it's, it's just one man. <laughs> just one man. <laughs> but yeah, until next week, we will have some exciting comedy pod. To to joke about. So, till next week. See ya. Peace. Bye. My name is John Johnson, but everyone here calls me Vicky. Mm-hmm.